You are now tuned in to the Wrestling Purists. Hello, welcome back to another retro review courtesy of your wrestling purist. My name is Ryan alongside Jeff. Uh, we're all on our high horses this morning. It's Jay White as your new IWGP uh, heavyweight champion. Um, so something to look forward to before this dog shit of a show. And to join us, as always, in talking about dog shit shows on this podcast, it is the one and only Travis Lasseter. Uh, good morning, everyone. Thank you for uh, having me back again to... We didn't think it could get worse than uh, good old Slamboree 2000, but we oh. are pretty dang close with this. Just going to say. Look, Ugh. and we're on a we're on a one week hiatus here, you know, um, sir, you know, circumstances out, outside of our control. But I went back and I was like, you know, I'm just going to sit and watch it and start going through this. And it was like five minutes in and I go to talk to Jeff. I'm like, this show is dog shit so you just wanted to pull the pin on yourself instead of the grenade that lieutenant loco brings out <laughs> no 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 no, no. <laughs> we don't need that like, come on uh, um so at the top of the show here um i would like to apologize to ryan <laughs> and travis lassiter these two gentlemen because <laughs> i was wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love you right <laughs> things uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, think it'd get kids, bad. Kids, um, you know, it's 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 an ad, it's an old old uh, you know, whatever. Where I forget the word I'm looking for, a cliche. But careful what you ask for because you just might get. <laughs> Boy, this show is terrible. It is. It is god awful, fellas. I watched it and I'm just sitting there like, it's got to be better. Got to be better than Slamboree, right? It's got to be better. And then the more I watched it, I was like, nope, it's not better. And Mark Madden's not any better on commentary. Um, and the, ma- the matches are not better. It's WCW peak 2000. And I, my personal favorite thing is watching Sting fly off of a, uh, uh, another homage to Owen Hart and Kemper Arena when he flies off the top of the uh, scaffolding on fire, which is not even Sting. Spoiler, but it's not even Sting. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, and for all of those who are who are who are at the whimsy of the almighty Dave Dave Meltzer, okay, only one of these matches on this card he gives a negative rating, which is bullshit. Okay? Well, he's a fucking liar because everything deserved at least zero or negative. The only match that may deserve a positive rating is Chronic versus the Mamalukes, and they screw that up too. Yeah. So. Yep. <sighs> Well, let's just jump into it here. Uh, so we are from the Baltimore Arena um, in Baltimore, Maryland, but it's now the Royal Farms Arena. Um, if you're if you're from our area here in Virginia, you see commercials all the time with you know Justin Tucker, and he's on there. Come on in, and I get a coffee before I go to go to work. Nobody fucking cares because it's a gas. Ravens station. suck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every everybody else is fine. Yeah. Everybody has fun. Yeah. Justin Tucker's a hell of a kicker, but I hate him because he's beat beat like everybody. And my buddy's a Ravens fan, so he always like Justin Tucker's the greatest kicker alive. And I'm like, fuck you. 
<laughs> I don't want to hear about it. Had Randy Bullock for three years and couldn't. He shanked everything. Uh, um, the video package to kick off the show is awful. Um, it's a lot of like, <laughs> it's a lot of quick cuts and like a lot of like um, what they thought was cool in like two of 2000. It's like, a, it's like a bunch of blurry graphics and like quick moving graphics. And then it's like, oh, this is what happened to Goldberg on Nitro. This and is then, like, it's like a PowerPoint on acid. It's yeah. what it feels like. It's like, zoop, 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 zoop. <laughs> Like it's just not it's not WWE. We were spoiled, man. Like WWE's video packages had been good since the 80s, and WCW still couldn't figure out how to do a video package in 2000, which yeah. is a lot of people at Turner working on it, probably that didn't give a crap anyway, but that's part it's, of it's it. It's like they were they're showing you this information and you have to like decipher what's going on for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Hey, 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 uh, this is what we did last week, or this is what happened, and then you can figure out the order in which it happened and why it happened. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, we, we, we don't understand what we're even booking. So, how do you, how are you supposed to understand it? You're not. It's just wrestling. Tune in blindly. You're fine. Yeah. Pay for this pay per view 40 bucks or whatever it was at the time and don't know what's going on, which apparently no one bought this pay per view. Well, it's crazy because this is one of the more purchased pay of uh, a pay-per-views of the year for wcw it got eighty-five thousand buys um oh, there were geez. only two there were only two or three other shows that year that went over a hundred thousand oh which is wild here, to me here's another like a bad thing about it i don't know if you have this stat somewhere but i think they i saw the stat when i was doing like a little bit of research for this that if you add up all the buys for wcw pay-per-views in 2000 it does not equal the buys of WrestleMania 17 in 2001. And that is terrible. I think, I think WrestleMania still beats it by like 145,000 buys or something of that nature. And that's terrible for a 12 month period. The company can't even make a million buys pretty much. I mean, that just tells you the state that WCW was in at the point and bro, it was supposed to be so good. <laughs> Come on, bro. Freaking bro, man. Swerve after swerve after swerve that no one asked for. Um, 945,000 pay-per-view buys for the year. Yeah. So they, yeah. they WrestleMania went over a million. One pay-per-view yeah. destroyed the entire year of WCW. Um, so, yeah, sold out 2,000, got 115. Spring Stampede got 115. I expected that one to get higher because they vacated the belts like two weeks before. Um and then Bash the Beach 2000 got 100,000. It sold out. This. It sold out 2000. Nash versus Terry Funk. Isn't oh, that... it probably is. Oh, God. In a hardcore match. God. How far had Terry <laughs> Funk fallen at that point? It was not oh, good. You know what? That's exactly what that is. This is also the one where um, Chris Benoit wins the title and then yep. leaves the yeah. next day. Yep. That's bad. He wins the belt and he's like, you know what? I, I, I'm good. And he beat he beat my uh, favorite from uh, Wrestling Ruin, Sid. Sid. So uh, good old shitting in darkness, Sid. Softball in <laughs> December. Like, that's just, I mean, I guess he was getting ready to go play softball and they gave it to Benoit. And they're like, guess what? Got to come back and go to the tournament. He gave the well, belt up. Yeah, because Chris Benoit was getting ready to leave. 
and they were pretty much like, "Hey, don't don't leave. We'll put you over Sid." And then he once again got into it with Where's fucking it? Kevin Kevin Sullivan. And he told him not to give him the belt. Yeah, if I'm not wrong. And he with, <laughs> which, 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 the, which that ain't saying much either. Like, no, 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 we're gonna put you over Sid. I'd have been like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, you know like, what I mean? Like, can cool. I just not wrestle Sid and leave now? Because he's very dangerous. Like, yes, I would have rather do that. All he does is choke slam and powerbomb. Like, have you, I yeah. mean, have you seen him? I know you guys have, but like, if anybody's listening to this, just go, just look up Sid powerbombs Brian Pillman. And that's all you got to see. God. Like, he hits the top of the cage and then he does it again. He does it like twice in that uh, War Games match. Oh God! Why would you powerbomb anybody in an, in like? Okay, so the War Games match didn't. I mean, it used to have a top on it. Now it just doesn't. Mm. But you you're 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 essentially a tinier version of like Hell in a Cell. Why would you try to powerbomb anybody inside of that? And you're it makes and no you're sense. you're Sid, who your head is probably six inches from topping touching the top of this and you're like oh yeah that's a good idea to powerbomb somebody in this no it's not you suck i mean just, you might be half the man that i am but i have half the brain that you <laughs> I mean, do just don't give him a mic give him a mouthpiece <laughs> just don't let him talk i mean that's, he, that's, he actually did cut some decent psycho promos and like wwf in 95 and 96 mm. but like wcw said like was trash and I'm watching through 99 and uh, the, the white Hummer just happened. So I'm getting oh, ready gosh. to get, I'm getting ready to get Sid. So <laughs> uh, great American bash, man. Uh, I'm about Jesus. to watch 99 great American bash, which is savage versus Nash for the title. Mm. Mm. Peak team madness. Peak. <sighs> oh man. So the whole build for this entire card Okay, we had we had Goldberg come back on the Nitro before. Then on the Thunder before, they he got he got arrested. Um and the whole reason he came back is because he broke the limo window with his own bare hand. Like like an idiot. <laughs> like a dumbass. Um and so my thing is, okay, you're you, your company is essentially tanking, okay? So you wouldn't think to maybe be like, hey, guess who's going to be back at our pay-per-view this Sunday? Goldberg. No, we, we run it the week before and then have him arrested on the go-home. That that doesn't work for uh, Russo, brother. Like, he he's all Come about on, ratings. He's, try, he's trying to pop that rating. He didn't care about a buy rate, man. You sure, bro? I mean, I, well, because it's Jerry Springer. It's not wrestling. That's that's what it morphed into. Yeah. And like, I guess you could say Goldberg got a dose of karma for kicking Bret Hart in the head when he put his arm through that window. Um, Cause he was out what six months and he almost yeah. lost his arm yeah. after he ended one of the greatest wrestlers of all time's career with a stupid kick. Don't get, don't yeah. get Jeff started this early. <laughs> I'm trying to get him riled up. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate Goldberg so much. That's why I agreed to do Survivor Series 97 because I'm gonna rile Jeff up. Oh yeah, sorry, Jeff. I have uh, to tell you. <laughs> 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 so you arguably have your have have your hardest your hottest star, 
sorry, um, not even booked on the card. And on top of that, you had him arrested before you know your show, and you're banned from the arena. So why are you watching this show? Uh, obviously you're watching it for Lieutenant Logo and, uh, you're watching it for, uh, meat and you're watching it for, um, that's about all I got GI bro, man. Uh, Greatest, greatest boot camp match of all time. (laughs) And you also got to watch it for Mike. Awesome. Oh yeah. This is, um, this is kind of like career killer. Oh, uh, and, and, and two retirement matches, which are booked back to back on this card, yeah. which are freaking is stupid. And then, of course, you got the wall and Shane Douglas, who who doesn't want to see that? Oh, yeah. Stupid tables match. <laughs> it's a best I mean, of it's a best of nine. Yeah. <laughs> they got to put it through five tables. You mean Tommy Dreamer? That's what I thought it was when he came out. <laughs> oh my God. He, he goes from wrestling Ric Flair at Slambury 2000 and probably, I would probably say they're the best match of the night almost. And now he's wrestling the wall in a tables match. So that tells you that they weren't behind Shane Douglas at all. And you're already no. starting infighting in the new blood. So what what's the point of even having that faction at this point? Because everybody needs a little bit of fun being in their life, you know? just i don't know man like like we just said at the top i didn't think it could get worse and it it definitely did at least we didn't have general erection giving some bullshit promo this this episode so yeah yeah so let's just get rolling uh we do start with a roll call though um and lieutenant loco uh chavo guerrero um gets a mission to defend the cruiserweight title so he pulls out a grenade Cause he's crazy. Uh, because he's because he's loco. If you if you can't catch what Russo's throwing down, he's crazy. He pulls out a grenade here, guys. And then he turns. Uh, well, and then he threatens the filthy animals that the, he'll kill them if they interfere. Yeah, murder, murder <laughs> on pay per view. Murder. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Okay, Jesus. cool. I <sighs> I just want to start by saying. This is the one where I was like, this is a, what, what the fuck am I watching? Because there's so much interference in this match. And it's not like you didn't know that going into it, but well, and then you have freaking D uh, you have a uh, disco, which is opponent coming out wearing a Kobe Bryant Jersey in oh, yeah. Maryland and like unstoppable. Cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Maryland doesn't have a, basketball professional basketball team so what kind of heat is he trying to gather here i mean the like, closest would be the wizards i guess but yeah but like what 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 heat are you gathering from that like i i don't get it and how is and is he a cruiserweight again like i thought like he was too heavy to be a cruiserweight he's got to be like 230 240 right here like oh, i mean every, easily every like he's not why did you not have Hooven to Guerrera or Ray Mysterio yes. in there to like start this show off? Like you think your barn burner to start the show off is going to be Lieutenant Loco versus uh, Disco Inferno, or is it just <laughs> Disco now? Is he just spelling it Disco like Cisco um, at this point? I, I think he was back to Disco Inferno for this one. And how's how's he even in the filthy animals? I, he's he has rode the filthy animals till now because he's doing a podcast with Conan. Like keeping it one hundred, well, but like, well, well, him and Conan, no, well, him and Conan are just boys. That's oh. it, if, if with the with, which is fine. Like you, like you said, you you watch, you listen to the podcast now, and then you go back, and now everything makes sense. Um, now his attire 
doesn't make sense. Again, not only is he wearing a Kobe Bryant get up from head to toe, it's the warm up track pants too that he that matched when he came down the ramp. And I, like like Travis said, I, I just didn't understand the context. I didn't know if I was missing something or, um, you know, I was alive in two thousands. I was in sports and I just couldn't understand like this isn't Sacramento or you know something like that like you said where he no. where he could get some heat I, I didn't understand this at all and and not to mention like all they're talking about on commentary is major guns so even yeah. if they're having a match that was decent which they're not the match blows any match with disco sucks anyway but um like they didn't care anything about, but major guns and her boobs. And like, that was pretty much it. And they kept doing gratuitous shots of major guns just out of mm-hmm. the blue. And she looks awkward. She's like, why are you guys on me all the time? Like, I, yeah, was... she looks at the camera one point and then just stares for a second and then just starts tearing her shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this isn't awkward at all, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When it was peak disco inferno, uh, like mid nineties, like maybe ninety six ish. Um, I had I had disco fever. Not gonna lie, but now him, as an adult, well, him and Alex, him and Alex Wright as a oh, tag team were money. But they hey, just don't that was his best. Start on Alex Wright. <laughs> that was his best iteration. Well, well, that's because Alex Wright is a top five wrestler in WCW, and you can't you can't move me off of it. Um, but oh, yeah, I agree uh, completely. This 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 they ruined is, it. Yeah, it is too much. There's so much stuff going on. Um, and none of it makes any sense. There isn't any any continuity between like any one or two things. Like I, you know, like I, I don't mind having like these two things make sense and these two don't, but no, no, none of these things together make sense. And then you know, pop comes down there and then we get in mouth to mouth, and it's just <laughs> absolute peak Mark Madden on this show is when he says uh uh, blow, blow on either end. It was either either one will work. So I'm like, what? So like talking about <laughs> blowing him or or giving him mouth actual mouth to mouth. And I'm like, how is yeah. Mark Madden getting away with this? Like he also terrible. says something like, uh, he says something like her her lungs or her chest. He was like, if she sucks in too hard, uh, she'll blow his head off. You know? What yeah. I mean? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like, like the oh whole the whole match was trying to work to the spot with Pop and Major Guns. The match didn't matter. Like none of that mattered. Like mm-hmm. that. Like that's what they got to. And then the ending of the match, the ref clearly sees Corporal Cajun or Lash Larue get in there and pull Lieutenant Loco on top of Disco. Like he yeah, clearly he was, sees. Him. Oh yeah. It was it was AEW ish, like, and then they tried to cover it with like, oh, I guess that's the new lax rules here in WCW. Like, yeah, so you guys yeah. trying to be ECW now? Like, is that what this is? Just just say it. Just say well, it's ECW. <laughs> right before that, you you had you had Juventude get in the ring and like pretend to be the Rock, and he hit the people's elbow. Well, I mean, he misses the people's elbow. Um, the juice. The oh juice, gosh, baby. the juice. He's he's okay. still riding that now too. Like he's still the juice. Yeah, because he wrestled Chris Jericho in AEW. Get me say nothing wrong about Hoovy. Yeah, except when he looks god awful in AEW. Well, uh, yes, I mean that's twenty there years too late. But well, peak peak Hoovy was like ninety eight, ninety nine when he was like yeah. winning the cruiserweight title every other week against Mysterio. When he was I still get, wearing th- his mask. This uh, 
this uh oh his feud with jericho over the mask was great, was great. back in the day yeah. but this whole him and the filthy animals thing is just not good filthy animals is if you want to see some of the worst stables of all time just just start about middle of 99 until wcw closes and every everyone's in a stable and most of them suck at that point well, I, 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 it sounds I almost, like nxt I, I almost was wondering like you know uh during this time in wcw like did somebody have like an in with like denim or an in with like fatigues because just so much fatigues well, and, and don't be wrong it is 2000s and i lived through it but like you know did does anybody you know hey you know i know a buddy it was like a denim warehouse slash fatigue warehouse you know like you know it just why is everybody in fatigues it's What's pro- going I'm, i mean wasn't uh filthy animals associated with the uh, no limit soldiers or something is oh, that man. was that was part of it so their master p was probably sending them uh the fatigues he was letting his guys wear him and big swole coming down there well master p. <laughs> what a two thousand dude i just saw like we're it is the sidebar, but Kurt Hennon walks up to Master P. He's like, hey, baby, I could have your CD. He's like a real big fan. So as he gives it to him, he autographs it. He's like, you know what I think about you? You know how I respect your music? And he just crumples up the CD and throws it down. And they have to hold back Master P. <laughs> Rap is crap, guys. Rap so, is okay, crap. I'm, I'm going to submarine the show. So um, my cousin is a, is a mark like me. He's just like us. So he, he works with a kid. I think he's 25. And like, so he, he says he comes into like the little detail shop the other day and rap is crap is playing. And he's like, what the hell's going on in here? Like, yeah, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, cause like, you know, you don't, yeah, that's an inside thing here. You know what I'm saying? Between marks. So he goes, yeah. Who's playing rap is crap. You know, like and the guy's like, I'm playing it. He goes, oh, oh shit, man. Like you watch wrestling. He was like, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, no, like, he's like, <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> no, he had no idea. He's like, no, like this. Like this is a wrestling song, you know what I'm saying? He was like, "No, it's not." I'm like, "Oh my god!" He I'm says, like, "So my yeah. cousin was just ha- having a good time with it, like you know." So th- this 25, 26 year old kid's like, you know, listening to rap is crap, you know, like, and has no idea, you know, it's really into professional wrestling at all. Yeah, that half that group is is uh, not with us anymore too either. Like, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, oh gee, god, was it? They did yeah. rap is crap, and then then they do one more song. Um, dang it! I, I wish I had it brought up because now it's gonna bug me. But they did rap as crap and something else. A West Texas red West Texas rednecks is like a is a yeah. guilty pleasure for me. Like I, I um, I re- I just didn't realize it at the time, but when I've gone back and watch it now, it's it's been it's been awesome. Oh, they did good old boys. That good was old it. boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rap as crap and good old boys. Ah. Uh, Good old Kurt Hennon went from me and Mr. Perfect to Cowboy from Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but it fit him. West Texas, Minnesota Redneck. I like being in a stable with Curly Bell. Hey, it's better than losing to Sean Stasiak. Oh, meet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good old last good old last episode I was on. Fuck. Um, <sighs> yeah, so this match wasn't good. Yeah, it was a, it was a fucking mess. Um I guess the main spot of this um, is when is when the old man came down to the ring. 
Conan yelled at him and gave him a heart attack. So then Major Gun gives him mouth to mouth a couple times and he's back. Then he pretends he didn't wake up. So she kisses him again and then he tries he pull- to make out with her. He pulls a sandlot. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to talk about what Tylene Buck does now or you just want to bypass mm. that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably the same state as Sonny. Uh, no, at least she's not. Uh, DUI in it every week, but at least you didn't kill a man. So there's yeah, that's that. true. Um, so cutting backstage because Goldberg is banned from the arena. Um, security guarantees Eric Bischoff that he's safe. Um, Ernest and Cat Miller's just standing around. Um, then he cut to Mean Gene, who's with the Mamelukes. Um, <laughs> and it leads into our next match. Of the number one contendership for the WCW World Tag Team Titles, uh, it is the Mamelukes that would be Johnny the Bull and your uh, hardcore champion Big Vito taking on Chronic, only spelled with a C as of this point. Um, yeah, Brian <laughs> Adams and Brian Clark. Uh, the biggest thing I took away from this is that uh, Big Vito wore the hardcore title almost the whole match. Yeah, and that. <laughs> God. Well, didn't they like just they beat somebody for it, like both of them pinned him oh, or whatever? Yeah. But but he won't take the title off because if he does, then Johnny the Bull can grab it or something. Something I mean, stupid. I will yeah. I will say though, Chronic is a high point for WCW in 2000. Like you took two guys that weren't necessarily, at least in Brian Adams's case, not the greatest singles wrestler, and put them together in a menacing tag team. And like they, they had a great good run. They had a great look. Like they could have, they should have dominated the WCW mm-hmm. tag team division. And like they didn't. They always lost on some kind of technicality or some bullcrap. Yeah. And yeah. even when, and then they come to WWF and have one match, and then they're like, "No, nah, we're going to send you developmental. You're not good." And then they're like, "No, nah, we'll quit the business. We hate you." And then the Mama Luke's were actually a decent gimmick. I mean, they were a comedy gimmick. Don't get me wrong, but they they could work johnny the bull was tremendous like i mean he becomes a relic i believe is it later on is that right that's killer spelled backwards yeah killer spelled backwards for for anybody that doesn't (laughs) understand um but uh but like he could work man like and he looked the part it looked like like he could do something but like wcw's booking in this this era was just they didn't know how to book a good storyline if it like walked up right in their face like by the end of this show there's a great storyline that walks right up in their face and they blow it but um man chronic looks just dominating here brian clark always Mm -hmm. looked like a superstar he just did not have the charisma to match it unless he was throwing footballs as adam bomb yeah adam bomb oh nothing like a nuclear power plant to mess up your day i guess Three Mile Islands, where he was from. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this match, I don't think, is really anything of major. It, it, it was long, or it felt yes. long. Well, about four minutes too long, honestly. Well, and then they, they the main th- part of the match wasn't even about Chronic and being, them being a dominant tag team. It's about mm-hmm. Tony. It's, it's about Big Vito not taking off the the uh hardcore title the whole match and like then like mm-hmm. he cost them the match by trying to, over there shining the belt and that's how they lose the match like I just don't like 
wrestling is not wrestling in WCW in 2000. No one cares about wins and losses. Like no, nothing matters. No. No, and it's yeah, and then not not to mention Johnny the Bull just completely just <coughs> just just botches a moonsault. Just yeah, and then Chronic hits high times, um, and they win. Everything's got to be a pun. Yeah, WCW. Oh, Everything for Chronic with a C. <laughs> chronic with a C. <laughs> chronic with a C. And the WWE dub over music for Chronic is shit. Yeah. God, it's so bad. Ernest the Cat Miller has the worst dub over music. Like, it's a James Brown ripoff, but Chronic yeah. is right there. The only original part to their theme is when there's like, Chronic, Chronic, Chronic. Yeah. yeah. It starts out. Awful. Still not good, but. This is probably like the the most match match on the card though <laughs> there's no real interference or anything uh, in it like it's just a yeah i mean it's a match match but they yeah. still screw it up with the whole angle with let me shine the belt and cost my tag team the number one contendership for the tag team titles yeah no yeah this is definitely the most match match on the, on the show <laughs> which is which is wild to think about but i mean at the end of the day just um it, it was a it was a clean finish, if you want to, because it was clean and Vito's polishing the belt, also making that clean. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one thing, a sidebar here. Brian Adams, no, Brian Adams sucks. He was never good, not even in demolition, not when he was Kona Crush with his his music is Kona <laughs> Crush was great. The whole no 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 and they had the head crush thing. Yeah. I actually, yeah. as a kid, I was like, man, this is cool. He's orange and the purple mullet. and the yep, mullet's yep. awesome. And then he becomes my favorite. Well, evil, one of her favorites. evil Hawaiian crush when he was with Yoko. And then he comes to WCW as the NWO. Like even his match with Randy Savage at WrestleMania 10 is trash. It is trash. Randy Savage always had a sweet spot for, uh, uh, crush and he tried to get him over and it just didn't work and like it sucks man he 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 had a the wrestler look but he had he he, his, he had two left feet man every time he tried to do something he botched it <laughs> fell over anything i don't know how he was in the nwo he's a laughing stock in the nwo black and white like savage mistakes him as nash and then like him and nash him and savage have a match on thunder and it's god awful Mm-hmm. And I think that was like his death nail before they put him in chronic. Like you didn't see him a whole lot after that. Like, and then he couldn't even have one match with his buddy, the undertaker in WWF before he's like, yeah, I'm just going to quit the business. They're not going to tell me I suck, dude. You've sucked since 89. You're not good. Like you've never been a champion he's, anywhere. Besides he's, tag champion. He's just always looked the part. And that's, I mean, I mean, he's better than Lex Luger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's something you want to be compared to. Well, at least no, he didn't. No, no. Mur- at least he didn't murder anyone. Luger killed Miss Elizabeth. I don't care. Absolutely. We're talking about the bottom of the barrel. Those guys. <laughs> at least, at least, uh, Luger had that cool song. I'll be your hero. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Lex Express, baby. Uh, sorry, sorry about that sidebar. I just had to get out there. Brian Adams sucks, and if you think he's good, you're wrong. You know what's wild too is when is when every is when WCW you know, was eventually sold and everybody started to move over, and they had that 
and and Chronic had that really shitty match against Kane and the Undertaker, and they both ended up losing their jobs. Is they is is Brian Clark asked for his release because they both wanted to send them both down to developmental, whatever. Um, they kept Brian Adams. They kept him. And he didn't do anything. No, and then they eventually just released him because he didn't want to go. And I'm like, well, nobody wants you. Sorry. No, sorry, man. Go back to Hawaii and fuck off. Life's going to suck so bad for you over there. Yeah. Surfing all the time. <laughs> um, so let's move on to our next match. It is what I like to call DDP has really shitty friends. Uh, <laughs> or really shitty personal life. <laughs> yeah, go, both. Um, this is uh, the ambulance match between DDP and Mike Awesome. Uh, we have we have Canyon in the corner of Diamond Dallas Page. Um, Mike Awesome now is, is in his career killer gimmick. I think this is the third or fourth one he's going to have in WCW, which it's another person they killed. Not directly, but I got I got a, got a quick question here. Did the ambulance match start with Mike Austin? That's like the first ones I remember. Was 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 him him and his career killer gimmick started the ambulance match, or maybe not really? Or brought mm. it to the mainstream? Mm. They might have done it in Memphis back in the day, but it's the first ones I really remember. Well, I'm sure that I'm sure they did admit this back in the day, but yeah, I think I, you mean you, you could be right. Like like you said, to the public or to the not to the public, but you know, on a on a big scale, on a WCW scale at least. That's true. Yeah, I just I just remember him him being a big deal because he like wrestles the wall. He wrestles DDP. He re- he does. I don't think it's an ambulance match. But he wrestles ICP on the top of a school bus. Things oh, like yeah. that. And then drops them right on the concrete. That's fine. I see P suck. <laughs> I see you're not a. I see <laughs> you're not a juggalo. Juggalo. Yeah, I will not be. I will not be watching oh, Juggalo up, Championship. Yeah. Juggalo <laughs> Championship wrestling with anyone. Oh yeah, or Superhuman. You can go fuck yourself too. <laughs> Fucking trash bag. Oh man, sorry. Sorry to oh. sidebar there, but I, I just thought like that was probably the first time I had ever really seen the ambulance match was. In WCW, and my it's like Mike Awesome specialty has one every month for the rest of this year, I believe. Because he, uh, he wrestles big names, he wrestles like Sting, Nash, Booker yeah. T. Like wild. it's it's wild, and then he never no, no, he yeah, then, yeah, it, yeah. then becomes that 70s dude. So <laughs> and then the fat chick thriller. <laughs> yep, he's the man. And the Gosh. the uh, the the EMTs in its ambulance uh, are wearing their like blue EMT shirt and jeans. <laughs> so good job, hey. WCW. That's what Maryland so, paramedics wear. Um, so to put a nice little bow on this, um, Mike Awesome was in the first ever ambulance match. Uh, it was on the May fifteenth, two thousand episode of Nitro against. I'll give you one guess. As to who was in this dog shit of a match with him. May 15th. You said, you said May 15th. What? What's the year? 2000. And the hint is he's on this card. Kevin Nash. There you go. Uh, it he have been a he obviously didn't kill his career. <laughs> no. Still here. 
Yeah, and the best part about it, it was a non-finish. So God, he, he had one with Bam Bam at Star K two thousand. I just I was looking at this list, sorry. I didn't even realize Bam Bam was still in the company in December of two thousand. Yeah, he was having hardcore matches with Hack the entire year and <sighs> Brian Nobbs. Brian Nobbs, yeah. Um, um so yeah, this one for it being a brawl is okay. I mean, there's really nothing to uh I mean, Diamond Dallas Page, let, let's get one thing clear. Gets his ass kicked in this match. Oh, yeah. Uh, almost for a good portion of it. And then once we get to the outside, let's just cut to the good stuff here. Um, so we what good we, stuff? We, we start <laughs> the meat. Let me rephrase the meat, the real meat, meat and potatoes here. Yeah. Um, so Kimberly, who just turned on her own husband a month or two before this comes out to hit DDP. So then Miss Hancock comes out to fight her, uh, <laughs> which I didn't quite uh, understand, but no, well, she, she, she didn't fight her. She just grabbed her by the hair and like hardcore, or, like Jericho, you know, AW style, like pulled her by the hair and just carried her all the way to the back. Yeah. Hey, get out of here. So we get a super diamond cutter. Um, and the EMTs come and they start taking Mike Awesome over to the ambulance, which I didn't think that's how ambulance matches work. It, it's not. Like that's why <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Like they're not supposed to be there to do anything but drive the ambulance out of the building. They don't put anyone on the ambulance. So apparently Vince Rizzo hadn't figured out the rules to an ambulance match yet. Yeah, bro. Also, this is how the real ambulance match is supposed to go, bro. <laughs> man i just i i just i don't know man like this my i I give it a ddp for selling for mike awesome we put him over huge and then you get the whole get the whole schmoz finish like you get the whole kimberly comes out and then miss hancock comes out which she looked all the way live coming out there like it's i believe she's from that area she used to be a ravens cheerleader if i'm not badly fooled and uh i think so yeah yeah and like and then you get the swerve, bro. Yeah. Uh, I, I will let you lead into that <laughs> awesomeness. Yeah. So we get an Eric Bischoff appearance before that. Um, so he goes, and I guess this is all orchestrated. Okay. Bischoff goes to hit Canyon with the chair. DDP cuts him off. But then Cannon gets up from his wheelchair and <gasps> Diamond Cutter off the stage onto cardboard. Um, they did not do a great job of hiding that cardboard. Uh, so swerve, bro. Uh, so in <laughs> his the neck last, was hurt real bad. God, in the last three months, so including this one and then the two months prior, you've had you, you've had your wife, uh, the star of Scream. And now your bro have all turned on you. Jersey triad. Yeah. (laughs) And then helps put DDP in the ambulance. Uh, Let's not forget. Candy got thrown off of the second layer of this triple cage last, last month. Okay. That's what I was about to say. You kill the entire, entire finish of Slambury 2000, where you leave Canyon on the stage in whatever Owen Hart like weird thing that was 
So you waste that. You make Canyon look stupid. You make DDP look stupid. You you make Mike Awesome look like he can't beat DDP on his own. And then DDP, like you said, has lost his wife. He's lost his Hollywood connection, and he's lost his best friend all in three months. And DDP can't see that everyone's turning on him. Like I would, and by the time my wife turned on me, I'd probably be like really yeah. suspicious of everyone else, especially after yeah. David Arquette turns on me. But what you guys aren't understanding is, is that this is good booking because you, you have to go <laughs> through this to, to get the DDP yoga, you know? You got to go through these trials and tribulations to realize that you got a great DDP yoga, and that's where we're at today. So, <laughs> uh, side, side, uh, sidebar, I'm starting that tomorrow with my uh, new job. So, heck yeah. Gotta Look at that. It. I know, trying. I just, I just do not understand, man. Like, I know the Canyon cuts the promo later, and we'll talk about it, but like, he sat there and it, like they're talking about how DDP on commentary. They talk about how DDP has been at Canyon's side since the whole incident. And he's been sitting there watching him and been visiting him all the time. He's been flying to Kansas City to see him in the ho- <coughs> see him at the hospital and all this other stuff. But then later they say that no one has visited Canyon more in the hospital than Eric Bischoff. But you just said on commentary that DDP is there all week between nitros and thunders he's going to sit with canyon and all this stuff and then mm-hmm. somehow how are ddp and eric bischoff not running into each other during this time like i don't know man no continuity in the storytelling like you're not approved like your commentary team's not talking to each other i'm pretty sure tony shivani's wearing white new balances during this show under the table <laughs> if i'm not badly fooled and i'm like how are you not discussing your angles with your commentary team or elite or maybe the commentary team, like Shivani has said before, he, he's just checked out. He didn't give a shit at this point, but like the storytelling doesn't match up and we'll get to that a little bit later, but like, God, man, like it just, it ruined the whole thing. Like if, if, if it would have been like Canyon isn't involved in this match, this match probably wouldn't have been match of the night, but they wouldn't have had a finish if Canyon's not involved and the yeah. whole car- the whole cardboard off the stage with the diamond cutter. It looks trash. It looked like trash. Well, 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 not only did it look like trash, but then they actually didn't get the right angle of it or, mm. or, or maybe they wanted that over the top or over that, you know, off the ramp angle, because maybe the shenanigans down there, you know, with the board or, you know, whatever that little thing was that they did it, that, that they diamond cut it on top of, but yeah, it just, it was bad. Absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. See, and this is where I guess we're spoiled by WWE because if that shot would have been a WWE shot, it would have been from in front when he jumps off and pointing up so you don't see him when he hits impact and see the boards or see the cardboard break. And yep. so when you're in WCW and you're shooting down, it just looks bush league at that point compared to the way they would have shot it. Because I've seen yep. shots like where Shane McMahon f- falls off the um, scaffolding and stuff at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. They shoot it from above. And you, you see him hit, but you don't see him actually hit the crash pad, yep. which is another problem in the sting match later too. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, well, because they, the, they don't know how to shoot it. Sounds like there's yeah, a lot yeah, of problems. Uh, <laughs> it's there, WCW 2000. There, there is go. a lot of problems. Uh, so DPS shitty friends. Okay. So it, 
just just in case you didn't think it could get any worse with the middle fingers to Owen Hart, we have the boot camp matchup next. It's GI Bro, also known as Booker T, taking on um, Perfect Sean, Sean Stasiak. And mm. so you have DDP getting driven out because he's in the back of the amber lamps. And Booker T is now zip lining his way to the ring. You just threw a man off of a high structure last mm-hmm. month at your pay-per-view in the same building Owen Hart passed away in. And now the next month, you're now having somebody zip line to the ring. Which, out of context... I, they never talk about Booker T doing this entrance anywhere. Like I, I forgot it even happened until I watched this show, but yep. it's a pretty impressive entrance for Booker T. I mean, it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense for GI bro. It's kind of a rip off of the WrestleMania 12 Shawn Michaels entrance, but yeah. um, like, why did he have to have this entrance? Like GI bros, a dead gimmick. Like it's not going yeah. anywhere. Like you wasted that money that you, in your production budget for this, when you're bleeding money at this point, it's cool. But like I just said, no one ever talks about it. So like it's wasted everywhere. Well, go, go back and watch it. No, I mean, I'm at a zipline professional. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> he, 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 he starts to go down. Like in the beginning, you can see he kind of has to like pull up his knees a couple times and that gets him going. And then he gets like almost all the way down to like right before he gets to the to the top to the top rope, he has to like kind of like nudge himself, like you know, he, he's trying to like keep his stall momentum because it doesn't. Yeah, 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 it looks like it's gonna, it's not gonna stall, but it's slowing at a rapid pace. Um, and yeah, hats off to Booker T because you know if you just kind of quickly like kind of glance at it, you don't see it, but you guys should check it out again, and you'll see he he has to do a little bit of the work, and he kind of gets his toes on the top rope, and then he pulls himself up. But, uh, yeah, I wonder how much that cost. Too damn much for what they had at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shit. Uh, so, boot camp match is just a last man standing match, and both guys are in fatigues and camo and face pain and all this good stuff. And it's a really boring uh, <laughs> last well, man standing match. It's just they shouldn't have called it a boot camp match. They just should have called it a last man standing. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to go off the GI bro thing. Stasiak looks stupid painted up in camo and fatigues, which Stasiak looks stupid regardless. But um yeah, man, like this was it's plotting, it's long, it's not good. Um Chuck Palumbo runs out with his chicken legs and it's not good. Yep. He uses that, was it the the Lex Flexor or whatever? Yep. Is that what they're calling it? Mm-hmm. And, like, they beat the crap out of Booker T with this, and he essentially at the end has to no-sell it to get yep. up to, to finish the match, and then he beats down both of them with it, and they, like, look like they're dead. But Booker T looks like he's saving Private Ryan or something and, like, taking bullets and gets up, and he's fine. But, like, he got – I think he literally gets beat with that thing for, like, a minute like over a minute and then he's like oh i'm fine booker t gi bro's back and then he wins the match but like ugh. god awful and like they wrestle around outside and sean stasiak's just not good just terrible no 
And as, as much as I like hate gimmick matches, like if you're going to have a boot camp match, like, like I, I don't know, like have some type of, like you said, either it's a last man standing match or it's a boot camp match. I don't know what the hell a boot camp match is, but you could have gave them a little more to work with than, you know, just two guys in the ring and fatigues. Like if you're going to do that, have some type of uh, something, I, I don't know, like sticks or well, not sticks, but like something, if, if it's going to be an army match boot camp match, like you got to have something. No, it's just a regular last man standing match. And then like you said, Chuck Palumbo comes out there and this like weird, like, <laughs> like Maury Povich, like cut off sweater deal and slacks and it just it's just just, it's just bad all around man like there's just no redeeming quality the the coolest thing about the match is booker t zip lining in and like you said if i go back and watch it that's even kind of botchy because he's having to make it work to get it done so ah, it's just wcw 2000 that's all i can say it's just not not good yeah I and like, why, I like try, and I like why they're pushing Stays. pushing Stasiak? The only reason they're pushing him is because his dad was a former world champion for like six days in the seventies when he beat Bruno. That's it. That's it. That's the only reason Stasiak's even on TV. That's probably not even documented, <clears throat> by the way. <laughs> I mean, well, now he's a chiropractor, so it shows what kind of person he is. He ain't going. He's not working on me ever. <laughs> he's going to work on your meat. <laughs> Ugh. No happy endings here for me. I'm good. <laughs> huh. I wonder if it's like planet chiropractic or something. I don't know. Oh my gosh. He wrote great. a book too, by the way. Nobody read, but he wrote a book. Um, from what I've read, he's a very well educated person. Um that doesn't translate to the ring. Um, no. <laughs> Can't put one foot in front of the other in the ring. Yeah. Somebody should heart punch him six feet under. Oh, <laughs> and saving that one for a while. We, I, I can't, I can't remember how many Sean Stasiak matches we've done, but oh God, not so, too many. Yeah, too many. He's starting to get into that. He's <clears throat> not at Lex Luger yet, but he's, but he's slowly getting there. Yeah, yeah, oh. close enough. Another dick with shoulders. Pretty much. Yeah. Veiny, he's got veiny yeah. uh, traps, so he's got a veiny, <laughs> veiny dick with shoulders going on. Um, so yeah, next we get the uh canyon promo. Um, um, <laughs> you cut to the back, and you know, canyon's just like going through clothes or whatever, and then comes out exactly how you said it. <laughs> He visited Canyon in the hospital, all that good stuff. Um, so Paige breaks out of the amber lamps, punches an EMT, and then he just goes off. And don't forget, <laughs> Canyon calls himself Positively Canyon. Yep, that'll come into play going forward because... It's funny, his neck was hurting when he did the diamond cutter, but when he's in the back, he's no sell on the neck looking at clothes. So, um, fresh is the daisy. So, um, DDP's wandering through the parking lot. Um, we get a subtle, a very subtle, very discreet entrance from the man named 
Goldberg. Uh, in a big ass monster truck, his name's on it. I wonder who's in there. Is this is this Stone Cold Steve Austin from '99? Probably. Like, <laughs> like, like friggin' Russo's just rehashing uh, the monster truck angle from '99 in WWE. Like, I mean, that's literally all that is. Which I get it. You got your star on a on a monster truck. You might as well use it. But like, it's no coincidence that you're using a ball headed goatee man in a monster truck when you just did the angle let over maybe a little over a year ago when Austin did it with the rock. So mm-hmm. you're, you, you don't have any originality, bro or originality, bro. Like it's, you're just rehashing crap at this point. It's all you're doing. The ambulance match is a casket or a hearse match essentially for the undertaker. Like it's, uh, I, I, I divert my time. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry. Diverted towards the tables. Uh, because next up is the tables match between Shane Douglas and the wall. Um, also, you might know him better as Sergeant a wall. <laughs> I thought I could be straight for that one. Um, starts off by uh, Shane Douglas coming out. I'm oh, sorry. The franchise Shane Douglas. I got to put some respect on his name, Jeff. Uh, him and his uh, steroid. Him and his like cocaine sweats coming out. Like that's God. not baby oil. That's like I just did some drugs in the back oh, and I'm bender. sweating them out. Yeah, yep. he's sweating them out. Mm-hmm. Um, calls the crowd Baltimore pieces of shit. Got to get the cuss um, word in. Shane yeah, Douglas. and then um, he says uh, that he will define his career at the wall's expense. While the new blood is getting rid of Hulk Hogan and Dick Flair, um, and then, and then Scott Hudson, I, I don't know if he did this intentionally, but he says it's it's Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Scott J- Hudson has a few little gems throughout the show like yeah. that. That got me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, that got, got me. me. Um, and then. And then in the, in the beginning of the promo, he calls him a piece of shit. And then in the, at the end, he calls him a piece of crap. I'm like, what is it? Is that one too many shits? Yeah. Like, can't you can use the one have... shit on pay-per-view. Yeah. 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 One per guy. Um, so he won. So Shane Douglas wants to make it a best of five table matches. Um, then he says five will be broken. Um, Guess he's not wrong. So. Yeah, know. but yeah, but but if you're a heel, that, that's face talk. If you're a heel, you don't need a best of five. You know what I'm yeah, saying? If a heel wins once, it's over. Why would a heel want to wrestle five times? But I guess, why would he, I'm just being a being a purist. Yep. I mean, you're exactly right. And why would you pander to the crowd for it when you just called them Baltimore pieces of shit and be like, Yeah, you want to guys want to see a best of five, and then like yeah, we're gonna heel give you five more matches, face? like what <laughs> like no i don't want to see this i don't want to see this match to begin with but here we are you, so, go, you go from wrestling rick flair on slambury 2000 to wrestling the wall in a table match that should tell you all you need to know about the rest of shane douglas's career in wcw yep so let's count tables while so um like we're counting sheep here um the wall absolutely beats the piss out of shane douglas the first handful of minutes of this um, he gets choke slammed through a table like minutes in. Um, One. and then there's, and then 
he goes through one like moments later. Like it's 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 barely like enough time to blink and breathe. It's now two. So now the wall's up two nothing here. Um and there comes a point where Shane Douglas hits a low blow. Um but the wall no sells it. <laughs> and another Scott Hudson and Jim. That's what you that's what we call no selling. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just bust and, it out. And, and then it's the it's it's just bad optics. It's Shane Douglas like grabbing the wall by his head and like you know, meandering him around the outside of the ring, and it's like it's too and, long. You're asking him to sell too long. And oh, and oh, and by the way, he's like five, six inches bigger than Shane Douglas. So it looks terrible. Like it's just bad. And all on top of this, this is where I was talking about your your commentators in the back not know what the hell they're talking about earlier. They originally say that this is a the commentary team's like this is a best of nine. They've got to they got to put the person through five tables, and then it changes back. They get like, oh, we got confirmation for the back. It's a best of five. So you only got to put somebody through three. And then like Mark Madden's over there, like <laughs> ripping on the people in the back. He's like, do anybody make up their mind what we're doing here? Kind of thing. And it's like, it's bad. Like I, I feel like they made that call to Shane Douglas before he walked out and did not tell Tony Schiavone and the crew that mm-hmm. that was going to happen. And then they look like idiots. Your commentary team that's supposed to know what's going on looks like idiots. Shane Douglas has just changed a match trying to be a heel into a match where everybody should be cheering that thing. Be like, oh, yeah, the wall should be like, hey, why don't come out and be like, why don't we make this a best of five? I'm going to put your ass through three tables and then we'll see who the better man is. That's how it should have been done instead of letting Shane Douglas do it unless they just did not want to give the wall a uh, microphone afraid. Because did he even speak in WCW at this point? I don't think he did. I don't think so. No, no, no. So that's probably why, but still, that's still stupid. So well, stupid. don't worry. We get to the best stupid part of this match. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're making our way um, kind of up the ramp off to the side. And there's a ladder with uh, two tables. Okay. Two. All right. Um, so I'm only assuming that this was set up prior um, and that Shane Douglas came out and set this all up. Um, So the wall goes through the two tables um, and Shane Douglas wins the match. Yeah. Cause the other table, this is their one more table on the bottom and it doesn't break or something like, but it's covered up kind of like the cardboard was. So like when he he hits it, he slides and doesn't break the third table, but they still let him win. Yes. And, yeah. and, and also and, it's oh, when you man. say go through the table you mean like stand <laughs> on the ladder look back look, up, look. make sure I, make sure i'm squared away dead on and one two three here we go nasty plunge off the off the ladder and yeah. only break two tables and, and then and, no, and, and then no sell it no sell it this is no selling to the best extent he knows sells so, it, but sells it because then he puts the ref through a table and then he's like, oh, my shoulder. And he falls back down and then he gets back <laughs> up. And God, man, he was better as malice and TNA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So gets the win and nobody can count that he only goes through two tables. Either that or they were just 
as tired of this shit as I was. They were just like, yeah, but cool. Get him out of here. We're done. Thank you. Yeah. For that point. Um, <laughs> well, don't worry. It gets better. Okay. Um, Hogan just arrives and we're about an hour and a half into the show. Okay. Wearing NWO Hollywood gear. Yeah. None of that. None of that fun be yet. None of that. If you knew blood. Come on guys. <laughs> that that was on. money. I don't understand. Um, well, don't worry. This is the asylum match. Sorry, uh, it turns into a handicap asylum match eventually, not spoiling anything you don't already know. Um, it, it starts as Tank Abbott versus Scott Steiner. Um, Scott Steiner, um, I don't know, is the U.S. title vacant here or what? I fucking uh, I, 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 bl- I blacked the U.S. Out. champ still, but I, I he, thought so. He, Here's the, here's the bad thing about this. I watched this and, and I must've thought it was so bad. I completely blocked it out of my mind. Cause I forgot this was on here until you just brought it back up. Um, <laughs> it is the worst. I don't understand any of this. Like, I mean, this, this feud's still going on from 1999, by the way. Like I, I just saw this start in 99, but like the cage is dumb. Like the match, like st- they dr- this match starts, then they drop the cage over him, and then you've got the girls out there on the ring apron, like just jumping around, and the refs telling them to get down, like they can even do anything in the match. Yeah, the like, refs not in the cage in the little like drum steel drum cage that they got from you know God knows the wharf around the corner. Um, yeah, dude. it's it's just dumb. It's it's dumb, like. And it lasts like once they actually they the match happens and then they drop the cage and it only lasts like a minute and forty five seconds or something mm-hmm. before he puts yeah. him in the before Steiner wins and I'm like what is the point of this like did they I hope they never did another asylum match ever because this was god awful um that little cage made no sense just put them in a steel cage <laughs> match I get well, you're yeah. trying to get off the UFC stuff but no stupid yeah or just rename it what what's like around cage says asylum that means asylum I, like what does that mean what's the context here i have i have no clue but it, it was now that i remember this happened it's so bad like it's just i mean i i get wcw's throwing everything against the wall trying to see if something sticks but if you've got to put a cage inside the ring, just just stop. That that's not even a good idea. That cuts your working area in over half. You can't use the ropes. You can't Frankensteiner anybody. You can't Steiner line anybody. You can't do anything except maybe put them in the Steiner recliner and throw them against the cage. And then you can't bleed because it's WCW two thousand. So what yeah. what is the point of all of it? Please tell yeah. me, Ryan. Please tell me. No, well. <laughs> Um, and, this, and is then, Scott, then, then both the, these- this is Scott Steiner's signature match, though, guys. Okay, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> both of these guys are blown up in the first two minutes. Well, you know, Steiner's in the back, he's been in the back with the freaks, man. Of course, he's blown up. Like, well, yeah. look, Madeja and Shakira. I'm gonna I'm be honest, 
in 2000, Scott Steiner was probably the best thing about WCW. Not this match. Not this match, no, but I'm saying in general. Um, just Scott Steiner in general in the year 2000, probably one of the best things that WCW had. Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you that. Like it, once they get past the tank Abbott stuff and he starts wrestling Booker T more and he starts mm. like gets in that world title yeah. chase, I give it Scott Steiner, but I will say that his best wrestling days are definitely behind him. They're oh, having yeah. to work. They're having to work around things for Steiner, like the drop foot oh. and different things like that. But, oh yeah. 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 But well, he, I mean, he, the bruiser, he, I could, I could get in behind Steiner being a bruiser and, you know, that swarmy heel that thinks he's better than everybody. I, I, I get into that, but like his wrestling ability since like 96, no. 97 has gone. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Down. I agree. Steroids. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. then the thing of it is, he continues to wrestle for like another 15 years on just his look, essentially. Yeah. After that, he was, uh, he, he was, he was impact tag tag champs with um, Eli Drake, I think in 2019. Well, he, he just had like, he just has it. And I don't yeah. mean like, well, well, listen, at some point, at some point, 90, I mean, shit, 90, 89 to 94, I'm telling you, Scott Steiner is that dude, like period, oh, yeah. like in, in ring. But you know, and later in years, later in his years here where he's, you know, a he, like you said, a heel. I mean, he just has that. He's just polarizing. I mean, he just is. And, uh, you know, he made a career on that, like, you know, later, you know, later in life. He got that gift. Of, he had that gift of gab. Like yeah. after he ever got a microphone, when they like mm-hmm. let him actually have one, he took off with it. Like some of his promos were crazy. Don't get me wrong. Give me a fucking mic. They didn't, they didn't. <laughs> It didn't make sense, but like he, no. he was, he had charisma, man. Like you couldn't deny that. And then the whole package to me came together when he got the two girls and even later when yeah, it was just yeah. him and Medasia, like, no, yes, yeah. it looked, mm-hmm. it looked great. Like when he came out, it does. Yeah. I mean, it does. he was a He's, star. Like he was a star. No, in the yeah, fledg- because he, because he is a star. He's one of those mm-hmm. guys that, that can get away with stuff that other guys can't get away with. You know, like he can oh, yeah. do and say things that like, you know, even in damn near almost even these times, like, oh, well, that's disgusting. You know, oh, like, yeah. kind of everybody like just accepts it. Like I remember even what was it 2016 or 17? Um, there was like video where like he was doing some like children's. It was like a charity show, like a charity wrestling event or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like he comes out and he gets a mic and he's talking about, you know, effing people's moms like like at, <laughs> yeah at the like at the like chair children's like charity for it was like something you know like you know some disease or something like that and like everybody's like yeah like nobody's upset like, like <laughs> somebody should take the time and they may have i haven't really looked this up it just came to me but like man if you go from the time scott steiner becomes part of the nwo till i don't know sometime in tna and you just pull the, some lines from his promos and make a compilation of Steiner lines, like just call it Steiner lines and just have him pull promo lines out. Dude, he cut some promos on the state of Texas in 98, 99 that I'm surprised they're still on the network because he's like, there's only two things in Texas, steers and, eh, and I don't see yeah. no horns out here. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. all right. And then he talks about Roddy Piper wearing a skirt and like, all that stuff insinuating stuff. And I'm just like, man, how have they not cut these out? Cause like, this is not good. Like he, he would, 
He just went he balls out. Things. And then yeah. he, like the promo, he cuts on Flair where he's like, Flair sucks. Flair's old. WCW sucks. No wonder they're watching Stone Cold on Monday nights instead of Nitro. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I remember when that happened live. I was like, yeah. I'm I'm watching Stone Cold on Monday nights. <laughs> Click. Um, I do want to read through some some of these because some of these are great. Just very quick. Uh, Scott Steiner quotes. Um, I don't oh, have God. 30 days and 30 nights to show you why all the hoochies say there's nothing finer than Scott Steiner. But all I need is one night to have your wife call me for the rest of her life. The big bad booty daddy. So this goes out to all my freaks. Holla if you hear me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had uh, a terrible airbrush shirt in 99 that has has big pop big papa pump on the front and on the back. It says holler if you hear me. And it's got a Superman mm. symbol on the shoulder. Yeah. Like it's a baseball jersey, but God, it is so awful. But he wore that thing. Like I wouldn't have told him it sucked. I'd just be like, Yeah, man, cool. Wear that out there. <laughs> no, no. No, I, uh, he um he came. He came to my high school, uh, you know, like they had like a wrestling bit at my high school. <laughs> and there was this guy, uh, there was there was this girl for, uh, for the paper, you know, like a little school paper. And she's like, hey, uh, you know, Mr. Steiner, you know, and like he this is full fledged like this Scott Steiner. You know, what I mean, this, this is probably. Yeah, this probably is 2000. Yes. Um, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, this is 2000. And she's like, hey, you know, uh, you know, can you give us, an, uh, you know, a couple of minutes for the school paper, you know? And he's like, no, you know, whatever. And her dad goes, hey, man, come on. Like, you're going to do it. And <laughs> Scott Steiner turns to him. And I can't say what he said on this podcast. But, but he sure? says what he says. And, like, he says what he says. And, like, kind of, like, like, like titty. Like, you know, when guys, like, you know, chest titty pop. Like, oh, you know like, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Pecked, like, flex Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he pecked him, like, once or twice. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> oh, uh, old girl's dad didn't say nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> my dad's damn right. My dad's yes. dying. My dad's just having a he is laughing his ass off. You know what I'm saying? My dad my dad's like, you tell him Scott. I'm like, wait a minute, Scott. Like Scott's, Scott's the healer. Healer, dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dad, Scott's the I mean, my dad's a mark, but like dad, Scott's the heel here. Like, <laughs> like this is real life. <laughs> Some little girl trying to get a quote for the paper. He's like, I ain't answering uh, shit. <laughs> Right at, right at Cortland High School. Right outside of Cortland High School. Oh, man. Um, um, <sighs> D, DDP, you need to get a sex change so you can get the balls to come out here and fight me. <laughs> Smudge, Joe, you're fat. <laughs> what? He, what? He's fat. He's fat. Um. I got two more here, and then we can safe we can safely move on. Um, just like at Hiroshima, <laughs> Bob the Germans. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, oh God! Right. Uh, DDP, while you're in the hospital screaming in pain, your wife will be on her back screaming my name. <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Oh god! Uh, quick, quick note though. Like, man, can you believe that Vince Russo wanted to put the WCW title on Tank Abbott? Oh my like, god! God, he was so terrible. Um, I, I mean, probably a nice guy, like, but like he had like he just wanted that. He just had the badass gimmick. That was it. Like, until he became a part of Three Count, I gave a shit 
about oh, Tank Abbott. Gosh, but like yes. for him like, to want he was to like push, their fanboy. For them to want to push Tank Abbott as a WCW champion at this time, like he came out in freaking starter like shorts he got from Walmart and like yes, it was god awful. And Vince Russo looks at him like, yep, I want to make him world champ. What a fucking Star. idiot. Fucking um, right, right. idiot. So right off at, the construction crew to, to to the but, ring like Sandman. Look, he looks like Sandman. Him and Sandman be best friends. They should have been tag team champions. Tag team champions right there. Yeah. Um his his MMA record um going into this show was eight and seven. Like tell only, me how that's imposing. The only reason he was famous was because he knocked the hell out of some guys like viciously, and then he got suspended yeah. by the UFC for a little bit, and then that's how he got his name. So I guess this was their Mike Tyson thing, I guess, where Tyson got suspended from boxing and they were going to bring mm-hmm. in Tank Abbott because he got suspended from yeah. UFC. But, like, no one gave a shit about Tank Abbott. Like like you said, it looked like he walked off the construction crew, put his hat on a hook, and put his pail up and took his brogans off and came to work. Like, that's it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Literally it. Yeah. Um, Scott Stein or uh, Rick Steiner is also in this match. Uh, forgot about him. Uh, yeah, so- with his – Blonde streaking his goatee. Yeah. Russo and Bischoff make it a handicap match because this is Scott's signature match. Um, Tank Abbott pulls a chain out. Rick says, No, don't use it. Um, so I guess. Oh, my the, brother, not my brother. I guess the former UFC fighter needed a chain to defeat his opponent. Um, so Scott, in this kind of, in this kind of recliner, Tank Abbott taps. We win. Doesn't Rick take the the chain shot too? Like that's part uh, of it. Like, but he uh, they botch it. Yes, kinda. he does. Yeah, but he like bad, hits badly on his arm and elbow, and then he falls over. And I'm like, oh boy, cool. like he tried that's to cool. save his brother. That's what Mark Madden kept yelling. He tried to save his brother. His brother. I don't. Need, I don't Why does I don't that need matter? A I need a brother. Fucking stupid. Uh, well, speaking of stupid, uh, we get a Hulk Hogan promo. <laughs> Him and Mean Gene, brother, they've been right. They've yeah. been hanging and banging for twenty years at this point. Uh, what I think so, he says. So don't forget is, it. So this is right. So this is right after. Okay, Ric Flair comes up in a in a limousine, has his whole family with him. Uh, Sh- Charlotte Flair is there too. Um, She's fourteen. Yep. At the time, um, and then. Um, Goldberg's monster truck pulls back up in the background, and everyone in commentary is acting like it's the first time we've seen this thing. Here, here's the other thing: like, where did Goldberg go on the monster truck? Did he go down to the local McDonald's and get him a quarter pounder and come back? Like, probably. Where are you riding around on the monster truck at? Well, that's what I was. He was he doing laps around the stadium? Or? He's, doing, he's doing donuts. Yeah, like he, what's going but, on here? But Mr. Bischoff, you're completely safe. Like we, we've got those, we've got the building covered. <laughs> Mr. Bischoff. Uh, but, uh, uh, also, too, I don't know if people have ever been to a monster truck show. You know, a lot of those things are like. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you need to wear earplugs in their belt. Sneak up on anybody in a, in a monster truck. <laughs> um. Uh. No, Goldberg's just trying to get to the top of Cobo Hall, guys. <laughs> Oh, the giant. I don't know how he oh. survived. Came back and not be wet. <laughs> oh man! Halloween Havoc '95, guys, look that up. It's oh, it's great. great! It's so good. That's what we're gonna have Peak to do. Peak Dungeon of Doom, Yeti. 
Let's mm-hmm. go. The Yeti. Oh, yeah. Um, so typical, um, typical Hogan <clears throat> promo. Um, then he addresses the stipulation that um he would retire if he loses. Um, the same as Ric Flair has in the next match. Um Hogan says that he and Mean Gene will last forever. Like brother. Fuck out of here. Have we, have we already missed and, the point where you can right. get a uh you can get a uh, WCW Hulk Hogan oh, uh inflatable raft, raft if you send in your bill? Yeah, that was that was early to show and I forgot about it. God. Yeah. I wonder how much that's I, worth now. Like oh, I, God, I, I would I, love to have it. Oh, I saw it and wondered, like, hey, is this, is this still open? Or I thought about sending, <laughs> thought about sending a letter. And be like, hey, can I get one of those WCW rafts? Or yeah, hey, do you have any leftover in the uh, warehouse over there? Yeah. Somebody, somebody should start like when they watch this, just start sending letters to these addresses and see what happens. Because I think oh, that would gosh. be killer, just to they see what would happen. Send, send something yeah. to uh, was it CNN Tower and see if like like WCW is oh. out of business. <laughs> Stop so many letters. Toll, so many toll free hotlines. <laughs> so many PO boxes. Not enough time. Um, so, the, so then he says about his nephew Horace Hogan being the special guest referee. He says, "Blood is thicker than new blood, dude." And when did when did Horace turn on Hulk? Like, when did that happen? Like, oh they said he was him and Billy Kidman were friends. Now I'm like, you didn't I, even include that in your promo package at all. Like, nope. If I'm like watching it cold, like I didn't watch the nitros coming up to it, like yeah. I have no idea what happened because he just helped Hogan at freaking Slambury win the match. And oh god, just I don't understand it. Show me, show me the storyline leading up to it. Don't just show me flashes of Billy Kidman and Hogan and say retirement match. Because how did we get to this point? Please tell me, because I don't know how. <sighs> um, and then finally. Hogan addresses um, why he's wearing the old Hollywood black and white. Says he has to change with the times. So he went back to the past. Yeah. He's been wearing black and white since 96. The end of 96. No. He even wore some in 95 when he was wrestling the Dungeon of Doom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he had that black black and white Hulkster belt, brother. And he put on the Kevin Sullivan stupid paint to look like Kevin Sullivan. The four lightning bolts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. (sighs) All right. So this is a retirement match and special guest referee Horace Hogan as as Hulk Hogan takes on Billy Kidman. Your flea market uh, champion or champion Uh, of the flea market, which they keep burying Billy Kidman with this entire match because hogan said at one time they're like yo this flea market champion billy kidman's in here i'm like oh great just ruin any credibility you have for billy kidman beating hogan a couple times just by calling him a flea market champion because that's what you're doing you're burying billy kidman this entire match on commentary thanks mark madden um kidman kicks a couple times um a botchy looking ddt um gets a top rope splash in um that's about it that's about all of the offense that kidman gets in until the finish and this is um almost 12 minutes 
why did they just not end this feud with the match at Slambury when he decisively beat Kidman? That oh. match that match feels like it was better than this match. And that's not because that was, was what we said it the was. match of the night was on that one. Like, but like, dude, damn right it was. This match was not good either. Like they had they didn't have chemistry together, man. Like, no. and Hogan really didn't want to work Kidman. You can you can tell no. that well, just by being tell. there. Yeah, yeah. This was beneath him, but and it and the just the lines he says buries Kidman like it I feel bad for Billy Kidman because he in, in this he essentially loses loses what steam he had. They take Tory Wilson away from him, like they make him look like an idiot for being yep. the face of the new blood. Um, let's not forget if Hulk Hogan wins, um, he gets to challenge for the world title at Bash at the Beach. That's what's wrong with this damn company. That's what's that's why this covers the shape it's in because of bullshit like, like that. This. Oh, it's so good. Come on, and then, Bash pin, the Beach. And then, and then pins him anyway. <laughs> Nobody's I going just, over on me, brother. <laughs> she just walked out. God, I can't wait to cover that because oh yeah, oh man, I I don't know if y'all have watched the sidebar real quick, but y'all have watched the uh, Broken Skull sessions with Jeff Jarrett where he talks no. about that. Mm-mm. Oh dude, it it's yeah, funny because Austin Austin's trying to get him to be like Hogan sucks kind of, but he just yeah. Jeff Jarrett's very diplomatic about it and it's like I just didn't think that was the right way to do business and da 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 and he's like I hated the idea and like, but it's 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 a good listen just for that part because they go into it. And he's like, I don't know how much you could say because of legal legalese or whatever, but yeah. you could tell Jeff Jarrett hated that whole thing. Oh, I bet. Puts him in a bad spot, too. I mean, I'm sure that Jarrett's not in the clear of anything, you know, anything anyway, but, you know. Nah, man. <laughs> he, held, he held up this week, man, for all that money at Cleveland that time. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Yep. So then we get to the end of this match. It's brass knuckle hot potato time. Um, so Tori Wilson hands Hogan the brass knuckles. Kidman knocks him into her. Kidman hits Hulk Hogan with the brass knuckles, um, kicks out of two, and then, <laughs> and then hits Horace Hogan. <laughs> I guess I guess that new blood <laughs> isn't as thick as he thought. I don't know. Um, I don't fucking know. Tori Low blows Kidman. Um and then Hulk hits Billy Kidman with the with the brass knucks again. Um, that sends Hulk Hogan to bash the beach. Boys, I'm just gonna say this: like, does it not feel like they're setting up for Tory Wilson to be Hulk Hogan's valet? Yes. And then they Absolutely. never pull the trigger on it. Like, yeah, that feels like that was what that whole thing was. So you take Billy Kidman's most charismatic redeeming quality and Tori Wilson away from him. And she goes on to manage Shane Douglas and they have the Viagra on a pole, ma- pole match because yep. of this right here. Like, sure thank you, Hogan, do. for yeah. thanks, Hogan, for ruining everything. But, um, well, like, I just, I, I just don't, <laughs> man, get this. Like, hot potato, horse Hogan, like, and Horace Hogan does nothing after this either. So, like, it didn't help him. Didn't help Kidman. It doesn't even help Hogan in the end. He gets a title shot that's on at the beginning of the pay-per-view, and then he pretty much sues WCW for this. So, yep. I don't know, man. It's, it should have ended last month. That was ended on a high note, not 
not this match. You didn't need a retirement match for Hogan. Billy Kidman has no legs to stand on to ask for one either. So, <laughs> yeah, I divert my time to Jeff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, in WCW, if you're in a program with Hogan, that's not where you want to be. <laughs> so, no. uh, uh, at least in WWF, you know, back in those days, you're making money hand over fist. But in WCW, you know, post-contract, uh, you're screwed. So, and and trust and believe, it's whatever's going on, it's not going to work for you, brother. It's not working for, it's not working for Terry, brother. Like, yeah. Just, <laughs> man, I, I don't know. Like, Hogan this wasn't a great feud anyway. Like Hogan could have probably chosen gotten a better match with someone out of um, different in the new blood, which I really don't know who offhand him versus Mike Awesome would have been more believable. Like that, that could have been a, I think that could have been a good feud if you worked it right. But like this Billy Kidman's a foot shorter than Hogan. Like it just doesn't work. You have, you have to know as a booker that the, the that that's not going to work. Kidman can do whatever the hell he wants in the ring, and then you have Hulk Hogan. So you're absolutely right. You got to put him with somebody that's you know slow and steady that he can work with. That they can kind of block up with. Kidman's not that guy, and I don't mean well, it in a bad way. I'm just saying that's that's you know. Well, here's the thing: if you're going to have a retirement match with Hogan, if that's where you know you're going, which obviously Vince Russo did not know that's where he was going when he booked Slambury 2000. Why would you not have Billy Kidman win that match? Mm-hmm. So then he has a leg to stand on and be like, I beat you once, Hulk. I could beat you again, and I'm going to send you to the retirement home or something. Or have Horace turn on Hogan at Slamboree 2000, help, help uh, you, Kidman win, and then you Travis, set up the retirement match. Travis, you know why. You know exactly why. It's the same. <laughs> uh, you know why? It's the, uh, Hogan, hey, I'll get the first two, brother. You get the third one. The only problem is there's, there's never there's never a third one. There's never the third one, not yeah, on pay per view yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, Shawn, uh, uh, Shawn Michaels adopted that too. I'll get the first <laughs> two, and you'll get the third one. Uh, never a third one. <laughs> God. <sighs> you get the get back. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah there's back. there's no get back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then Hogan did that to Sean in SummerSlam that time. It's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I get you. You can get it next month. Oh well, yeah, we're not doing that. that My knee hurts. Well, that's when that's when Sean got big dick and realized he wasn't he wasn't Hulk Hogan, brother. You know what I'm saying? And then he wanted to get out there and <laughs> complain and flop around, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> and and I know we're about to lead in this, but why have two retirement matches back to back on a pay per view? It, it, one wasn't why, supposed why not to be sa- one. <laughs> why not save Ric Flair's retirement until the next month or something? Like, I, I don't know. It's like Hogan's like, well, Flair's having a retirement match. My match has got to be big. Throw retirement angle on me too. Like, yep. mm-hmm. brother, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to get upstaged here, brother. Throw one on me. Oh, he does. Having, David yeah. Flair has a better match than Hulk Hogan does on this show. Yeah. Um. So then we cut to Eric Bischoff yelling at a policeman for not keeping the arena secure enough from Goldberg. He came in a goddamn (laughs) monster truck. Stone Cold Light showed up in a monster truck. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then 
we get a David Flair promo, which <laughs> yeah, um, I don't I don't remember her name. Pam, Pamela something something rather. Pamela Paul Shock. Uh, there you go. Uh, it says David, good luck in retiring your father, Ric Flair, tonight because you're gonna need it. Get out of here, you hussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, and of course we've got Vince Russo as his shadow. Um, is is his real father? Yeah, uh, yeah. More men. It's it's his surrogate father. Um, he just rants and raves about how badly David is gonna hurt his dad, and then we get the Ric Flair promo, and he's with Mean Woo Gene. <laughs> The um, only thing that hurt Ric Flair about David Flair was his lack of wrestling ability and talent. God, That's yeah. what hurt him. Yeah. yeah, but after after looking at all this David Flair, um, you know, stuff in totality, they still they God, they still he still had something. You know, like he was still David. I mean, he was still Ric Flair's son, obviously, and he had something. They should have. Like they started giving him the like you know like f you dad gimmick and like my dad's shadow, but it, it was the if every time you see him he's in jeans and a t shirt, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not saying mm-hmm. he should look you know needed to look like Lex Luger either, but you know I, I the the what they wanted him to look like and what he was like what he actually was were two different things. I just think but, they again they could have got some stuff they could have got some stuff out of this guy. But they pushed him they didn't too do that hard right either too hard and too fast like yeah. because he was rick flair's son because this whole f you dad isn't essentially a rehash of when david flair joined the wolf back in 99 because yeah. he was like your dad i hate my dad i'm gonna join hulk hogan because he he actually shows love to me and then like it's the same thing here it's like i turned on my dad because vince russo shows me attention and i have i'm now a psycho weirdo kid with daphne on my arm like yeah I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just a rehash. Like, and I've realized that more and more as I watch through some of this stuff is like Russo didn't have a lot of original ideas when it came to WCW in 2000, he tried to rehash stuff that either had been done in WWE or before his time and then put his name or stamp on it. And nine times out of 10, it didn't work. This is another. No. We, we, We've talked about this before on the show with you, Travis. And listen, a lot of people love the Attitude Era. I'm one included. It's great, but it also killed wrestling. It oh, also yeah. opened. It also opened us up to the to the some of the shit that we have now on AEW and just all over the place. But Man. with that being said, people think that like, oh, everything in the Attitude Era was great. No, no, no. There was no. a lot of bad stuff that people don't remember or choose to forget or because we have all these like pillar and staple matches and events and things, well, but like the, a lot of those raws were bad. Well, that's the revisionist history in WWE is like, they're only going to show you the stone cold, the rocks, the DX is the undertaker. They're not going to show you the choppy choppy, your PPs and uh, yeah. Nicole Bass making out with Val Venus and the whole pretty mean sisters stuff. And PMS. I mean, Mark Henry getting put whipped cream all over him in the back. And then like Sa- Sammy baby and all that stuff. And like, I, trust me, cause <laughs> I've been watching through 98, 99 and 
I love I love wrestling. Don't get me wrong. Like that that was <laughs> some of my peak years as a kid. Like sitting there Monday nights watching Raw. But going back with twenty twenty eyes or twenty twenty two eyes, watching this stuff, you're just like, God, how was this like the most viewed thing on TV? Like it, it was Crash Jerry Springer TV ninety seven ninety seven to me in totality of a year of wrestling for both WCW and WWF at the time is better than 98, 99, 2000. And that was before they got to the crash TV stuff as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They put some realism in it. Don't get me wrong. The whole Brett Canada angle was great. Sting in the whole sting in the NWO right up until sting wrestled at Starcade. Yep. And then it all went downhill from there. Like they built that whole angle and then cause sting didn't have enough tan. They didn't give him the world title outright. I mean, I agree with Jeff, man, attitude era. And some of the things that, because you got to look at it, the people that are running wrestling companies now or are in high power position in wrestling companies grew up in the attitude era. And that's what they're trying to mimic in some ways or another. They think that that's how wrestling is supposed to go. And like, yes, to some extent, but no, in a lot of other avenues (laughs) and that's why you still have some of these guys like people are like why do wwe use old stars and stuff like that yeah i can understand that to an extent like yeah we need to make some room but these older guys are the ones that still understand how wrestling was done before and they're trying to keep that semblance somewhat in it now that's why randy orton's so damn looks so damn good i mean randy Mm -hmm. orton's good but like he can do it all. Like he doesn't, he can do the funny ha ha, but then he can get deadly serious and have a mm-hmm. five-star match. Cody Rhodes is the same way. Like, I mean, I, Cody Rhodes can do the funny ha ha like he did in AEW, but like when he, when he puts his mind to it, he can have yep. some, some stellar matches like he had with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is another guy, Roman Reigns, even like these guys get it. They're not just out there throwing thousand super kicks a match and they're not, doing tope suicidas every time they walk through the curtain mm-hmm. like yeah. they're actually telling some stories that make sense which aw is good like if if you compare aw to raw i know we're submarining here a little bit but like it's very sa- samely booked like it's all for the moment it's not for the overall well, story it's just well, for it, a flash and then we're gone flash gone yeah yeah because he, even even aw is trying to do like an attitude era light, you know, yep. like even mm-hmm. like that's what they think wrestling is also. Cause that's good to like us. That's what we watched, you know, but that's no. not it. That's why I think they can book in air quotes. Well, it's like next week or they're doing a triple threat ladder match yep. on dynamite out of nowhere for no reason. And I don't even realize if they're even know like, cause is the FTR the number one ranked contenders and they're not even in the damn triple threat tag team ladder match for the belt. So like your ranking systems, bullshit, all the stuff you've said that your company is going to be is turned into the exact opposite of you have an yes. all Atlantic title with two Pacific ocean ch- countries on it. Three, if you count Australia. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's all colluded and like he's throwing everything out there thinking that's going to retain the audience. But when you have to pull back on that, your audience yep. is going to be like, well, why aren't I getting a surprise every week? Why are people leaving AEW going to WWE? Because they ain't getting no damn TV time in AEW because you signed too damn many people. I saw yep. a clip from an interview the other day where he talked about the biggest problem with WCW was they had all this talent and no time to use them. And they've turned into the exact same thing. Like you bring back Miro yep. for a match and 
he's been sitting on the sidelines for four months ready to go and you haven't used him. So what, what are you doing? You're turning into WCW at this point. And I'm not watching dark and I'm not watching elevation. So you better put them on rampage or dynamite. Yep. Yeah. I'm off my soapbox now. I'm good. <laughs> well, don't worry. We're going to get right back up on it. <laughs> uh, it's David Flair versus Ric Flair. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, it's fine. This is probably. Is this is this the most wrestling match on this card? Damn near. Uh, if you get if you get rid of the interference, like the most, like I said, match match of the night with yeah, inter- match, is match. the tag is the tag match. But like this is probably your most well played out story of the night. Your best, um, your best in ring like actual technician. I guess, and that's saying a lot for David Flair, but mm. um, I could have done without Russo, and I could have done without the whole handcuff gimmick with oh yeah with uh, Charlotte and Reed, but yeah, yep. and I bet, and I bet you wouldn't have even been able to guess who the who who the referee was for this match. Charles Robinson, baby, little, little nature. nature, little nature, baby. Yeah, and it's so, a retirement match, so and he's a huge Flair mark, so you know he's not going to let Flair get lose. Like, yeah, oh, no. Yeah, no, he's handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like weird. Like, what, I read somewhere while looking up stuff on this. It's like, they're like, I wonder if Fence Russo had like a, a some fetishes because he's like, he's getting straddled by a 14 year old girl outside the ring. And he's doing all these different things where like he's trying to be Ric Flair during the match. And he's like, it's just, it's just Russo's fingerprints are all over the match. So that's what screws it up for me so bad. It's like, it's just, it's just typical Russo horseshit, but like it's the best match Ric Flair could probably bring out of his son at this time in his life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have Vince <clears throat> Russo who handcuffs Ric Flair's hands together. Um, you have Charles Robinson who doesn't have a problem with that yet because that's not what the match build is. But yet, but yet David Flair using the ropes for leverage as he's got the figure four on, is totally, is totally fine. He's got, he's, he's got a problem with that, though. Yeah. And then, so, all this convoluted bullshit. Um, so, you have Reed, who hits Vince Rizzo with a low blow. Um, and then you have little Nate that's, that gets Flair out of the cuffs. And then Charlotte uses those same handcuffs and handcuffs Russo, and then Ric Flair just puts on the figure four, and it's over. Yeah, that's it. It's over. Yep. Yep. And then, and then, and then go ahead. Yeah, and then Russo's like, "I'm gonna retire your ass on Nitro tomorrow night." <laughs> yeah, and because we're gonna then, get another Flair Russo match, you want to pay to see money for. And then or- you have him calling his kids bitches. Who are yes, like 14 yes. and 17 yep. at the time or yeah. something. Probably and, another and, and then then the whole family walks to the player family walks to the top of the ramp and they're doing the most awkward crotch chops you've ever seen to, to Russo. To suck it sometimes. Yeah. God, yeah. Oh, suck it, suck it. <laughs> David Flair also are wearing uh Rick Flair's wrestling boots as well. There's that. <laughs> if you guys saw that. Uh, it's just uh man, like 
and like the thing of it is, you just had two back to back retirement matches, and neither one of them paid off in an angle going forward for either one person, except to put Russo and Flair back in the ring on Nitro in another retirement match because he's somehow beat Flair like three weeks ago on some probably interference or something. And like he says, he's going to retire, retire Flair's ass. I don't want to see that match. I'm not tuning in to watch that shit. Sorry. I don't need you to, to book that. Re- re- retirement matches make sense. Like if say it's a Hogan versus uh nature boy uh, retirement match. That's something you want to see. Who wants to see Vince Russo retire? Rick player. Yeah, no, there's, here, no, there's, there's no, you wouldn't want to see that. And why can't he just fire Flair? Like, put him in the retirement without a match. Why don't you just fire him? You're the head of the company. You and Bischoff just yeah. fire him. Yeah. Like, it's all. And then Mark Madden's over there, like, just filleting fucking Russo on commentary the whole time. Like, right. he's like the greatest guy ever. And I, which makes sense in his life now because he still praises he Vince Russo. Like, yeah, yeah. And he hates Ric Flair now because Flair didn't want to do his podcast. With Man. Him. Well, don't worry. Things get better. Um, this is on the poster for this show. Not mm. even your main event. This is the Human Torch match between Vampiro and Sting. Um, we get the video you know, package. Go ahead. You brought the poster up. Yeah. You know that Sid's on this poster, and he's not uh, even on the show. So <laughs> there like are, the third time. Yeah, they had a here. bad habit of doing that. <laughs> yeah, no complaints. Suddenly, uh, well, I because, dis- suddenly I disappear. Yeah. Well, that's Did. because it's it's booked one way, and then when they when they. Two weeks out or a week out, they're like, oh, shit. Uh, no, don't do that. Let's do this. <laughs> well, the poster's already up. Oh, well. Sorry, Billy Kimmons got to wrestle Hogan, Sid. It's just not going to work for us this week. You got to go back home. Go play some softball. You're good. Yep. So this match is the drizzling shits. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the funniest in the best way. Um, so Sting starts the match, and he's on top of the Nitro Vision. Because they could use Titan Tron. Um, he lights the torch and says, If you want to fight me, you have to follow me up here. And so he proceeds to rappel down. Yeah. <laughs> then he just rappels down for like three minutes. Just he he gets down, they brawl for a little bit, and then they climb back up. And then once they get back up, they're both up top. <laughs> you get thunder and lightning. <laughs> And a strobe light over the whole arena. That's that's Sting's effects when he comes to the ring. That's what Tony oh Schiavone God. said. I'm like, no shit, Tony. We we get it. We get that. Um. So after a couple minutes of some punching, some kicking. Um, oh, don't forget they douse Sting in gasoline. Oh, in the ring. Right. Vampiro d- douses Sting so he can't get close to the torture. He's going to catch on fire. <laughs> um, so it's also good. It's also a tiki, a tiki torch, like in a silver can. Too, <laughs> like every everybody in like the great, south, great with budget any, with any humidity has one in their backyard to fend off know, mosquitoes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. If you live. You know, Virginia and below. You know know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, So 
they kick and punch for a couple of minutes and then the lights go completely out. And this is so we can get the stuntman in the place of Sting. <laughs> and let me fucking tell you, you can't find anybody, anybody to do this stunt that looks and anything closer to Sting. Um, Sting gets a haircut and gains about 50 pounds from this from this fucking guy. And his mat like apparently his face paint just falls off his face while he's falling. And then he has to, that is the whole reason they extinguished him for so long. So they didn't want you to know that was sting because his face mask came off. The fire was almost out before he ever hit the ground. Like, God, it's just so bad. And it's like, then he falls into more cardboard boxes and pads. Like, yeah, he's just into a hole. Like, I just want to hear what Jeff has to say because I, I I could see his face and I know it's just as probably the same thoughts I am. I want to I want to wrap this up and then you can have at it. Okay, so the fake so the fake sting gets set on fire. Oh man, gets to the edge of the Titan Tron and he's ablaze. Takes a deep breath and then <laughs> like just ablaze. Whoop. Yeah, he waits. He waits fifteen um, seconds to jump. So. Or, not as if we've not motherfucked Owen Hart enough. We then take this 45 foot dive off of this, off of this nitro vision. And then you get Scott Hudson who puts it all in a nice bow. <laughs> this is not wrestling anymore. <laughs> and Tony Schiavone's like, I agree. You're right. It's not wrestling anymore. Like don't sell it any better that we just saw definitely not sting. <laughs> Oh, man golly anyway jeff we got uh again i'm not one of those guys that says you know everything old is better than everything new because it's not because this is absolute garbage like one i don't like sting and just everybody knows i hate sting I hate him now i've always hated him he's a guy that's wrestled in the business made a lot of money in the business he doesn't love the business, and that's I mean, fine. He does he this, and he to. does I'm that. Hold... I'm... Oh, <laughs> He's the main I, I, I guess I am a whole. I, I'm holding that against him to, to some extent. Like, but again, hey, get your money. You know, do what you need to do. Yeah. But like, yeah. So if there's thunder and lightning. They do like the little switcheroo. Um, they did. They didn't think to realize. Well, well, I guess they did. So they light him on fire, but you have to wait to fall because you got to let him like actually go up in flames before he falls. You know what I mean? Like, it's just bad. There's a giant crash pad. The fire extinguishers that they're using aren't real fire extinguishers. They're dry little deals. And like, there's so they're spraying the sky with so much fire extinguisher that the undertaker is about to come out of the ground. You know, it's just insane. He's kicking. He's 50 pounds overweight. You know, it, it almost looks like they got, uh, uh, Hugh Morris to do this. Then, then they cut to the to the to the announcers and like they're looking like, oh my god, he just can't believe it. Like it's just it's awful. This is awful. And I it think- sucks because you know what, um, Vampiro, like that guy's actually gold. Like that, his whole gimmick and everything he does is amazing. And we've talked about this before. And they yep. screwed the pooch with him, and maybe he was before his time, and he probably was. Um, but he's a million dollars. He's what he, he's what this crow sting should have been, or you know, or maybe never did, and just be Vampiro. But it's, it's it's absolute crap. And I'm pretty sure the commentary team says 
we just witnessed a murder or we went did we just see sting die or something uh, to that effect we just we just watched steve borden try to kill himself yep yep, there you go there it is It, it yeah okay but here's my thing like scott hudson wrapped it up great when he said this isn't wrestling anymore and Tony Schiavone's just sitting there like you could tell he hates his life so much because he's just like he's like I've known Steve Borden for 15 years and he's like I just can't believe what I've seen and then like they keep flashing back to where they're spraying him with the fire extinguisher and he's like I guess they're just trying to keep him cool and I I lost it when Tony Schiavone said that I'm like they're not trying to keep him cool they're trying to cover up the fact that this isn't sting like you could obviously tell because when he's fallen he's trying to grab the mask because it's Mm -hmm. falling off his face before he hits the ground you see his blonde hair when he's on the ground oh yeah as he's rolling off his wig falls off yep and 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 if someone caught on fire why would they throw themselves off the top of this thing? Why would they do? I guess as a, you're implying that he threw himself off to put himself out and not knowing if he was going to hit the ground and kill himself. Dude, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't like, so w- once he gets set on fire, he needs to be kicked or pushed off or I, I don't know what, you know what I'm saying? Dangling. Like it just, uh. he's just trying to put himself out. I See, cause I, I don't understand, man. And then it's like, you poured him, put gasoline on him to begin with. So you already, the beginning of the match, you know, he's losing when they do that essentially at this point, because he can't essentially touch the torch or get anywhere close to the torch without setting a blaze. Yeah. Um, again, when they start climbing the scaffolding, you see the co- the cardboard boxes from the DDP Canyon thing, even worse, just laying over there, like hanging out. Commentary is terrible. They try to play mm-hmm. it off serious. Like, we just watched the murder of a man and like they're somber until the next match. And then it's like, Oh, that didn't happen. We're good. Steve's yeah, alive. St- right. alive. We'll see him tomorrow night. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, I mean, this, this, this match should never been done. Like they got, they tried to give everybody a specialty match and it, it just didn't work. Like not everyone needs a specialty match. Like vampire doesn't need a human it's- torch match. They don't need an asylum match. They don't need any of that. No, it's it's AEW is biting off of them. That's what it is. It's gimmick and gimmick and gimmick and gimmick and gimmick. Like, mm. can we just I'm, have a match where somebody goes over, they win, and it's done? I'm surprised. Russo does not love AEW because they are like ripping off his playbook from uh, tremendously <laughs> with a little bit more athleticism. Hmm. Well, as Mar- as Mark Madden would say, you dance with the devil. The devil don't change. The devil change you. God, Mark Madden, yeah. just get punched in the face. The, the only thing this was, the only thing this was missing is he needed to land in a giant vat of mimosa, and then it would have been all everything would have been all squared <laughs> away. Here's um, here's a question for you guys, and maybe you know off the top of your head, is this the last time we see Sting until the final Nitro? Uh, I would assume so. If I would assume so, if he's burned alive in the quotes or you know right you know? um i don't think he's around anymore for he actually came he... back at bash of the beach really yeah oh shit i didn't realize that at all he wasn't burned alive then they didn't they didn't let that <laughs> marinate either um now i'm gonna have to watch that and see and see the explanation damn it 
Uh, he attacks Vampiro. Oh, okay. Um, he feuds with Jarrett. My bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. I, that, that tells you I don't remember that at all because I thought he didn't come back until the last Nitro because they don't talk about Sting in 2000 at all except for him dying right here. It's well, a fake no, Steve well, Borden, boys. It's a fake Steve Borden. Well, Real Sting well, no, Travis, no, Travis, because Sting's just at home collecting the paycheck because he doesn't care because he has no problem doing it. He just did that. For, well, he didn't just do it, but did that for a year and some odd months. Yeah, and it cost me my damn Sting debut Crow figure because he wouldn't re-sign with WWE. <laughs> Asshole. Well, let's put a bow on this sh- on this shit pile. Um, so we have Ernest the Cat Miller as the special guest enforcer. Um, oh, there's much more. Uh, oh, yeah, this WCW World Heavyweight Championship match between champion Jeff Jarrett, challenger Jeff Jarrett. Um, <laughs> um, so Nash comes out. Then the cat comes out. Um, we have timekeeper Ray Mysterio, belt keeper Disco Inferno, Ring announcer Juventud Guerrera and the bail ringer Conan. B-A-L-E. Bail. Bail ringer. Um, And then. uh, (laughs) I guess Michael Buffer was busy this night. I guess. So uh, (laughs) let's just get the next best thing. I wonder. Um, The juice. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to talk about this. It's bad. It's the longest match on the card. Am I wrong? Um, you are not wrong. So up to this point, the longest match was uh, the boot camp match. But once you understand what that match is, which is a last minute standing match, it makes sense because you yeah. have to give your 10 counter for you know them to get off of their feet. Um, after that, it would be, but, but that's 14 minutes. Hogan was 11 and a half, almost 12. This was almost 18 minutes. Yeah. Listen, um, I have watched some good Jeff Jarrett versus Kevin Nash matches. They were about four years prior in the WWF when Jeff Jarrett was Intercontinental Champion. Diesel was WWF Champion. This match is not good. It's it's almost to me like Kevin Nash got in a car wreck and his whole body is just like stove up or something because he he does not move well in this match. There's botch after botch. Him and Jarrett like look like they have never been in a ring together in this match. And it it is the longest match on the card. No Kevin Nash match needs to be past 11 minutes, 11, 12 minutes, unless he's wrestling Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels. And I don't even think they could have got a great match out of him at this, this point in his career. But, like, Nash is limited. And the whole filthy animals being involved – all that stuff, all that crap, and then we'll, I'm, we'll get to the finish. But like, it's just not good. It's not a, it's not a main event I want to see. Like, I don't mind Jeff Jarrett as a world champion, but he didn't need all these bells and gimmicks to help. He needed to get a little bit of credibility to him as a champion instead of winning every title by Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo to pulling a screw job. Um, because get, I, get, I mean, he had the guitar shots, he had the catchphrases, he had T-shirts, he had good music. He had Jeff Jarrett. WCW 2000 is a bright spot for me, and I used to hate Jeff Jarrett. I I didn't want to watch him, but like the more I've watched his stuff now, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate it more, even his TNA stuff. But it's like 
this match was bad. Like this should never have made a vintage or pay-per-view. If Nash was in that bad of shape or he couldn't work, you should have pivoted to something else. Do something. But that's that's the thing. We have so many run-ins and he is whooping everyone's ass. Oh yeah. He's dominating. Like he, yeah. He takes out the whole damn roster. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes out Conan. He takes out disco. Um, takes out the cat. Um, takes out Rick Steiner, takes out Tank Abbott, uh, takes out Hoovy. Um, this is all, okay, all of all of this, okay? And there's sidewalk slams and big boots and jackknife power bombs, um, you know, and the chants for Goldberg are increasing as more as the more ass he kicks, you know? And that's yeah. that's part of the problem with the Millionaires Club, though, is yeah. like they they looked unstoppable on like a Nitro or a Thunder. They could defeat half the New Blood. So how are you supposed to take the New Blood seriously at all in this, which leads to what's going to happen? But uh, um, then we get Goldberg. Yeah, he's here. Everybody knows he's here, but now he's really here, you know, and driving that truck out. <laughs> He gets in the ring, uh, sizes up Jarrett, and he spears Kevin Nash. Swerve. Swerve, bro. Swerve, bro. Why even watch it if this isn't a swerve, bro? Um, So Goldberg is NB. um, Not a good spear. And then survives the ref long enough to make the pin for Jeff. Don't forget that Vince Russo and Bischoff play it off like they don't know what's happening, even though they know what's happening, to get into the ring to do the most awkward hug that you turned into our graphic for this show. Um, <laughs> it's just not good. And then he's like, you hear, hear Goldberg like yell, what do you think about that or something like that? And it's like you – have the biggest baby face that everyone wants to see try to blow through the the new blood roster and you turn him heel and essentially kill him because they don't know what to do with the new blood Mm. and the fans wanted to cheer goldberg they're chanting for him all night those are not piped in at that point but they turn on him quick like the goldberg sucks chants are loud as hell at the end of that show Mm -hmm. They killed they killed Baltimore with this show. They killed the Great American Bash with this show too. And I, I fully believe that. <sighs> All right. So <laughs> uh, so first, my first order here is um Jeff Jarrett is great. Ain't he great? Um they, they did do him a disservice here with with some like the way they were letting him win in book because like you said Tra- Travis he doesn't need anything Jeff Garrett Jeff Jarrett's that guy he has an wrestling wrestling ability he can talk he has a promo he's a guy you want to punch in the face mm-hmm. um you know like like if we're you know if we're talking like I said you know heel you know like heat and everything um he has it all credibility uh and maybe he needed more here like you said but but he had all that um but this gets back to what we're always talking about. It's two guys that think they know better than everybody. 
um, having Goldberg come in and be a bad guy and just so they can get them. So that, 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 that poster of them three hugging tells you everything you need to know. Yep. They, uh, Vince, I mean, well, Russo and um, Bischoff, like, you know, mm-hmm. we want to be on TV. It's about a Bischoff was already 20 minutes ago. He's getting straddled, like you said, by a 14 year old girl and he's handcuffed. 20 minutes after that, he's hugging Goldberg in the ring. It's all about those guys. And if you're booking that way, then 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 you're in trouble. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, like, I don't even mind. I actually don't even mind Goldberg being a heel here. But nothing would come out of it, you know, yeah. the, uh, the, the other way around. Again, I think if you got people throwing, well, there's, you know, obviously there's good heat, go away heat. But if you got people throwing trash into the ring, I also do think you're doing something right, too, to, 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 to some extent. Um, but nothing would come of it. You know, they, they don't know their ass from their ass from their elbow. So, you know, nothing came of this, but if I was booking, no, you bring Goldberg back. He, he needs to be Goldberg. He can't be a heel. Not, not like this, or you let him do or you do this. And then I don't say you flip them the next day, but you know, you give him another week. Oh, and come to find out he's actually working them, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, wh- whatever the stipulation is, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, this was a terrible, terrible ending to a terrible, terrible pay-per-view, and I wouldn't expect nothing less from this booking. Um, it's bad. It's it's awful. Um, it was cool to see people throwing stuff into the ring. Again, I love real stuff. I love emotion. I love uh, real business, you know, but boy, did they screw themselves with this. I mean, you got, again, you got a man on fire killing himself before this you got two retiring matches again like like we said earlier it's gimmick and gimmick and gimmick and gimmick boy well and if you look at it they essentially kill a lot of the millionaires club credibility they kill sting Mm -hmm. they make ddp look like a freaking idiot the entire show then you have kevin nash look like superman only to get destroyed by one spear from goldberg after he takes half the roster down um flair's fighting his son uh hogan (laughs) is having trouble beating a flea market champion supposedly like it just they're booking them to look dumb and they have no momentum coming out of this pay-per-view to do anything especially when flair's booked to be in a match with vince russo the next night hogan's the only one that kind of comes out looking okay i guess but he had to have brass knucks to beat Billy Kidman. He had to have Tory Wilson. He had to have uh, yeah. Horace Hogan, all that stuff, like all these bells and whistles. Like, and it's bad to say, like I said earlier, that chronic with a C and the mama Luke's are your m- most wrestling match with no interference of the night. And they still had the gimmick with the polish and the belt, but it's WCW in this time is, I feel like I'm watching a shit nitro that should not be a pay-per-view. Like, I feel like this could have been a nitro mm-hmm. and lead, it should be leading me to the pay-per-view that Goldberg should have came back, turned heel. And then you get him and Nash at a pay-per-view or, or something of yes. that effect. But yeah. like, th- it feels like I'm watching a shitty nitro. It should not never have been booked as a pay-per-view. Cause I don't feel like Russo by himself can book to a pay-per-view event. He books episodically. He doesn't mm-hmm. book storyline arcs. He doesn't do that. So I, I want to put this into perspective because we're still in the 83 weeks here. Um, 
the go home, which would be June 5th of 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, the go home before this show, um, Raw did a 5 9 and, mm-hmm. and he had Nitro do a 2 8. Okay. Yeah. So after this, Nitro did a 3. Raw did a 6 8. Yeah, the WCW's glory days are way gone. But it, to put into perspective of that, though, like when you tell me that, it's like WCW was still pulling a good, in today's standards, a tremendous damn rating for yeah. a shit show. Well, and yeah, but that's, but that, you know, that's the ratings are weird. People well, are flipping also, back and forth. Well, that and too, again, wrestling, wrestling right here in 2000 is WCW is still bigger than it is right now. And that's oh, yeah. just just how it's always going to be. You know that Raw would kill for a freaking three, or AEW would nowadays, like yeah, sell the oh, Jaguars yeah. for a three at this point. Yeah. Like I mean, um, yeah. but like it's it's crazy to me that like Turner, I guess Turner looked at it and was like, we're not pulling ratings, da 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 da. But like in today's standards, that people would kill for that, kill for a three. Wrestling, wrestling will never get that rating just because now with all the streaming and Twitters yeah. and things of that nature, the, the world has changed. But uh, for them to pull a three on that kind of shit booking is is amazing to me. Like, I know my routine back in the day, and I don't know what you guys' was, but, like, when Nitro was three hours, I would watch Nitro from eight to nine. And then when nine o'clock hit, I watched Raw. And then I'd flip back between commercials. But I was more of a WWF WWE guy at that time. Like I had seen the Hogan's, I had seen the Flares. I, I wanted to see something newer, fresher. That was my mentality at the time. And Stone Cold Steve Austin really hooked me in. But WCW in this era didn't have a Stone Cold Steve Austin to hook you in. The closest thing they had was Goldberg. And then when they turn him heel, mm-hmm. you you shit in your fan, you shit on your fan base. Like you're you're pulling the guy they want to cheer for and putting him a heel. So what do they have to cheer for now? The same guys you just watch get their ass beat for two or three weeks and or two or three pay-per-views in a row. Like, and then you pull Hogan back into the title picture. We've seen that since 94. Like no one wants to see Hogan as champion in 2000. I don't think except for Hogan. Come on now, brother. (laughs) I mean, Terry wants to see Terry as champion brother. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then I, I I don't know you know so are are they spinning this as in like you know he just has a problem with Bishop or, or you know he had a problem with Bischoff because if you're doing that like are, you know are they saying you know Kevin Ash, because remember Kevin Ash stunned Goldberg and that was that with the little stun gun and blah 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 so he hasn't forgot like, so, Starcade '98 yeah so it, it, it's just it's just it's just bad it's just bad. And then it's like Goldberg gets arrested on Thunder and then gets out somehow, and they don't even talk about that really, just just the beginning of the show, and then it leads to he got out. So who had him arrested in the first place, or was he even arrested in the first place, really? Like It's like they booked on the fly, like, oh, let's just turn him heel for Swerve, bro, Swerve's sake, and then we can just turn him back if we need to, and you've already done the damage at that point. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. Because Goldberg's an idiot and had to bust a window out with his arm. Yep. Or or or, or you have him go heel. He, like, so you have him go heel here, and then like I said, two weeks later you have 
Jarrett wrap a damn uh, uh, guitar around his neck. You know what I mean? And then there yeah. you go. But, but or, no. or why couldn't he be on an island of his own? And like, don't oh, want to be right. with the Millionaire Club or the New yeah. Blood and just take them all out. Swerve them all, bro. And just yeah. take the belt for himself. Like, Goldberg without the title. I, after he lost the belt, to me, Goldberg lost everything. Like, he never got well, back on track. Well, because he, he – his career was always going to end like this because he's not good in ring. One, he's too serious in the sense of like, not like a Bret Hart, I'm taking the business too serious, but like, as in like, I think I'm actually living my gimmick, my character. Like I'm trying to make this too real in the ring. Like he's Hulk Hogan, but Hulk Hogan in the sense of like, I can beat up everybody in this whole place because I'm Goldberg. Like, you know, like, like that, that type of like, he's like that now, like, like that type of gimmick. So when your gimmick is that you're undefeated, well, guess what? when you lose you're done you know like you're done yeah. now yes you you take your time off you do whatever and you can come back like you did here but again he, he's not a guy you can beat you know like he's he, he just once you beat him a couple times that's it he's done well and you can't beat him clean because wcw i don't know if they ever beat him clean in wcw I'm trying to think, but like he, most of his matches that he lost in WCW had some kind of bullshit ending where he got shocked with a taser or he got like powerbombed by somebody else. Like Sid beat him that one time. And I mean, they all had like a schmoz finish where somebody gets a fluke win over Goldberg. Then he comes to WWE and he can't really wrestle and he gets pissed off because Triple H beats him and Kane beats him. And well, because he comes to WWE and, and he's exactly what he is, he's just a guy. He's just a guy. Yeah. Without the undefeated streak anymore. Your mystique's gone. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm looking and I don't see a clean win of anybody over Goldberg during that time. Um, I'm just ready to get my Hogan float. That's all I know. (laughs) Gotta have it. If if Hogan was a champion, he wouldn't have this problem. If yeah. Flair was champion, they'd just like shave his head and take it away from him the next night. All right, let's move on from this, guys. <laughs> Safe to say, this is one of the worst things I've ever had to endure. Um, gosh, quick poll, uh, quick poll, Slambery or Great American Bash 2000? Which one's worse? Oh, this 100%. Uh, I'd rather watch yeah. the other one again. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, you're asking me. And like, <laughs> to judge and like, shit and shit. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't think it's fair, but um, we're. I'll, I'll say this to, one's worse just because of the yeah. Human Torch, man. Like that, yeah. that ruined it. Uh, I, w- I would say, just out of pure enjoyment, I would rather watch this over, say, something like a Heroes of Wrestling. Um, to that point, the Heroes of Wrestling is just sad. Um, yeah, but. Just out of pure enjoyment, I think there are things where you can look at this and just laugh because it's so bad, but still not good. Still not good. Yeah, I, I agree. They, they're both terrible, but I, I, I will say this one just because of the the, the damn human torch. But, man, Slamboree, where they threw Canyon off the, the yep. cage and Kemper Arena is just as bad. Like That's For no bad. reason. For no, no reason. reason. Because then they turn him heel the next month. And he's perfectly fine now. Yeah, he's walking Positively around. Positively Canyon. He's fucking, he fucking doing a jig in the back. Like, <laughs> Look at my new shirts. No one yeah. cares. 
All right. Um, Travis, what do you got going on, man? Ah, uh, we're still, we just uh, put up episode 30 of uh, Wrestling Ruined here. We uh, got back in the charts after taking a three-week break because we had some scheduling issues on our side, too. But we, we are making our way to um, King of the Ring 95. We've got two oh, episodes yeah. of Raw and Bash at the Beach 95, which is, uh, oh, no, Great American mm. Bash 95. Sorry, it's just almost as bad as this. I just started watching some of it. Um, and actually me and Eddie are starting a new podcast, uh, coming mm. the 1st of July. It's called, uh, um, NXT evolution, uh, the rise and demise of the black and gold brand. We're going to start Ooh. with the, the first, uh, episode of NXT when it becomes NXT, not the crappy, uh, for the championship. Yeah. For like the <laughs> freaking American gladiators on sci-fi pretty much where they're carrying kegs, but, uh, we're going to start out with that. We're going to start from the beginning and pretty much go to the end as our plan. Um, we're actually going to record that next week, test some stuff out for that, but it's kind of going to be the same as wrestling ruin where Brandon's not going to be involved just because he's got a bunch of stuff going on with rants from the black lodge and his job. So me and Eddie are going to tackle this one and see what, see what happens here. But um, man, we're, we're excited for that one. And I'm still excited to talk about crappy wrestling on wrestling ruin. So uh, I get the good and the bad now instead of just all the bad. So mm. it's uh, it's going to be a nice little change of pace to talk about some some newer stuff. But I don't know if you guys know it, and I, I'm sure you do. But you go back and look at the beginning of NXT and even some of the older NXT. There's still some shit gimmicks. There's still some mm-hmm. bad things. Like we were um, just yeah. talking about the um, the guy that was hiding under the benches and stuff in NXT. Oh, uh, Damn we had it. to look up his name, but he shaved his head. Marcus Louis. Marcus Louis, that Marcus, was the guy's Marcus name. Marcus Louis. So yeah. you still got that. I mean, you, you still got some bad stuff, Bull Dempsey, things of that nature. But um, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it just to see because, like, that's another thing people look back on, too, sometimes, which we all do, wrestling in rose-colored glasses. But there's a lot of good NXT, but there's also mm-hmm. some terrible stuff at the beginning. When you start getting to the takeover era, though, they're hitting on all cylinders. So yeah. I, I, I'm kind of, kind of looking forward to seeing the evolution of that because when it was on Hulu, I didn't get to watch as much of it to begin with. So mm-hmm. um, some of these episodes I'll probably be watching for the first time. So it's gonna be good to see. Uh, get to watch the uh, debut of Bo Dallas on the first episode with his cringy, uh, "I'm better than everyone" gimmick and everything. So. Oh. Believe, baby. All you gotta do is believe. But excited Uh, for that. And Brandon's got rants from the Black Lodge kicking over there. He's got some good episodes coming up, like on the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and mm, stuff. So keep all keep all that in mind too. But you can find us on Twitter at uh uh it uh, at Wrestling Ruined, and uh, I'm on Twitter at uh at Travis Laster. So I know y'all got Eddie coming up for another NXT show. So I'm sure he's looking forward for that one too. It's crazy because we have them coming up in two weeks. Um, yeah. Gosh, which one are we talking about? We uh, uh, take over the end from 2016. And that actually might lead help us lead into our new podcast. Oh. It's supposed to be coming at the beginning of July. So he, he can hype it up a little bit more after we get some stuff worked out this week and see. But yeah. we're supposed to record on Tuesday. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll give you guys uh, a week to get it together because – uh, next week, uh, we have we have Adrian from the No Disqualifications podcast coming on. We're talking about ECW 
One Night Stand 2005. It's a hell of a um, show. Yeah. Um, really sad, though, to, that the opener of this match, it was supposed to be uh, Lance Storm and Chris Candido. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then and, and Candido died like a month and a half before the show, which is just a tragedy. Um, and then the main event is the Dudleys taking on Dreamer and the Sandman. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Also, one of my favorite ECW feuds is on there. Mike, Mike Awesome, Masato Tanaka. Um, God, some good comments here from Joey Styles on that match. Uh, there is just something about <laughs> Mike Awesome, Masato Tanaka, even in the old ECW that just... It's just, it's just a beautiful just swirl of just perfectness that, about that's it. almost as real as real can get when you watch yeah. those two because they didn't give and, a shit man no. they beat the hell out of each other no. two guys trying to kill each other yeah all about <laughs> it. there's there's a spot in that match i mean eddie still talk about it is he throws him through a table but like the the metal underneath is bent up like pointed mm-hmm. And it, yep. if he didn't throw him right, he could have just like stabbed him through the back or the side or something. And like we we didn't catch it the first time we watched it together. And I was like, oh god, that looks so bad. Or it could have been really worse than it was. But man, they didn't care. They went they went for it. I mean, yeah, uh, it's one of Mike Awesome's last matches. So I mean, nope. And then Joey Styles says that regrettable line on commentary. Oh. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh jeff where can they find you on the twitter machine for all of your uh opinionated comments on professional wrestling and whatnot um jeff m hall one on twitter jeff m hall i guess is taken we still haven't looked into that but yeah we need to look we need to look into that i I got the only travis lassiter so i got the first (laughs) one there we go uh uh yeah you can find us on all social media wp pod one uh, head on over to our Teespring. Uh, you can use, uh, I think it's either WP Pride or TWP Pride. You get 20% off your purchase for this month, uh, but you can head over to Twitter and get the exact promo code to use. Um, and guys, we just keep trucking along. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I know it means a lot to Jeff and I that you continue. And even our you know brother from another pod, podcast, Travis, is kind of one of our own now at this point. So... I like I like my monthly appearances over here. It's yeah. it's, it's pretty it's pretty fun. So, booked out to the end. I'm booked out to the end of the year, brother. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have Travis back on every month through the end of the year. Uh, next month it's Bash of the Beach 2000. He'll be back. Um, in the meantime, be sure to check out Wrestling Ruin, Ranch from Black Lodge. Check out our episode with Eddie to find out more about their upcoming NXT pod podcast. Um, and guys. Keep supporting local wrestling. It keeps the world going around. Um, From everyone here at the podcast, thank you so much for listening, and we will be talking soon.